Okay, another witness for the defense. Call Todd Mullis. Do you swear and affirm that the testimony you give in this matter will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes. Go ahead and have a seat. State your name, please. Todd Michael Mullis. Go ahead, counsel. Mr. Mullis, uh, where is your home? Um, kind of northwest of Earlville yeah. on a farm. Do you know what the mail address is? Yes, it's 1722 255th Avenue in Earlville. How old are you? I'm 43. What's the extent of your education? I graduated high school. Where did you attend high school? Um, Coconut Valley in Delhi. Tell us uh, a little bit about your family. Are your parents still alive? Yes, my parents, uh, Leroy and Elaine, are alive. They live just north of Irville. And uh, I got two, two brothers and two sisters. What are your brother's names? Uh, Mike and Pat are my brothers. And um, sisters? Lori and Lynn. You have children? Yes, I have three children. Names? Uh, Tristan, Taylor, and Wyatt. And tell us a little bit about um, your occupation. Um, I, I farm crops. Um, we got a hog operation, a custom feeding operation, where we raise out pigs for a company, uh, JBS now. Um, I sold chemicals, farm chemicals, on the kind of the, on the side, I guess you'd say as a substitute to earn more money um, and just and then I you know we always helped helped each other so we were busy and your brother Mike just testified that you help farm with or you help his farming operation and he in return helps you yes and we we also farm with my other brother Pat and dad we we farm each other's ground we Go wherever it's needed, I guess. Okay. Let's go back in time a bit, uh, Todd. Um, how did you meet Amy? I met Amy at the Delaware County Fair in Manchester. Um, I think it was in 2003. And uh, I just met her at a, the beer tent or something like that. So it wasn't like it was a blind date or... No, it was not. How long did the two of you date before marrying? Uh, it would have been, I'd say, well, it would have been about 14 months. And where were you living when you met her? I was living at the same farm and where I would live now. Where was she living? 
she was at the time was living in Cedar or Marion or Cedar Rapids. I don't remember which one it was. Was she employed when you met her? Yes. What was she doing? She was working as uh, a, I think it was a, a bookkeeper in St. Luke's. I can't remember. She was changing stuff at that time. I, it's hard to remember exactly what position she held. So when you got married, um, she moved into the family farm? Yes, she did. Did you own that property when you got married? Yes, I did. And what did you know about Amy's background in terms of where where did she grow up? Was she a, a farm girl or or a city girl or what? Uh, yes, we. Uh, I knew she told me right away she grew up in Eldora on a farm um, that her dad lived there. Um, she didn't spend a lot of time talking about other places she was other than growing up in Eldora and then ending up in Cedar Rapids area. Now, what year did you get married? Um, in 04. So at that time, did you have these hog buildings on the farm? Not at the time, no. Were you, were you strictly a row crop operation, or did you have cattle? Uh, at the time, I was. We had dairy cattle at what I would consider my brother Mike's farm, and I was sharing the labor load there, helping that. And we, but we had hogs on a bunch of different farms, but it was in small buildings, and then row crops. Did Amy seem to settle in all, all right to farm life? She seemed almost ecstatic about it. I mean, she was, she wanted to move in right away, I guess, is what you'd say. Did, do you have interest in outside of farming? In other words, sports, music, uh, hunting, fishing, that kind of stuff? Yes, I, I, like, I love to hunt and fish. Uh, in general, be outdoors. I mean, if it's tubing in a creek somewhere or canoeing or just various four-wheeling, anything outside. How about Amy? What were her interests? She liked the same things. Um, you know, from what I always understood, she, she loved it. She, she loved being outdoors. She liked being outside. Did you, the two of you ever hunt together? Yes, a what, lot. What kind of hunting? Uh, we did a lot of deer hunting, squirrel hunting, turkey hunting, I mean, all kinds of hunting, coyote hunting. Was this all with a firearm, or was there bow and arrow also? It was a bow, bow and arrow, and, and shotgun. Okay. At some point, did Amy? seek and obtain employment off the farm? Off the farm? Right. Did she work somewhere in town? Oh, yes. Yeah, she she was, uh, well, she started off in St. Luke's, and then 
she worked there until I can't remember exact year, but then she went to uh, to Manchester because it was closer, and we were having kids, you know. And then she she moved or she switched to work up to there. What what was her did did she have a degree in something? She started off, um, I think it was some type of a, a lower level nurse or a secretary, but then she got her LPN, and then uh, she almost immediately went after her RN, and then she was a registered nurse after that. Where did she get her RN training at? At Kirkwood. And that training occurred after your marriage? I think she was actually pursuing that when we met. Okay. Todd, I'd like to then move forward to uh, approximately four to five years ago in time. And we've heard a lot of testimony about Amy having an affair. You recall that? Yes. And was she working at the Manchester Hospital when that happened? Yes, she was. And um, we heard Terry Steiner talk about uh, her and Amy had been were good friends at that time. Um, trying to think. what what year was that now? When when this first affair? Occurred. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. And after you learned of that situation, um, did what what did you and Amy do about it? Um. Well, basically, after we you know I, I discovered it, I we decided. I mean, immediately that she she wanted to. Uh, Make it, you know, quit her affair, go to counseling. She was sorry, I mean, and then wholeheartedly work it out. Terry testified that she encouraged you to both get counseling. Is that, was that true? Terry encouraged, uh, this was before I discovered that she wanted her to, to Amy to go to counseling because she was sad or, you know, depressed this was before I knew about it and then after I found out Amy and I looked up a counselor out of a out of the phone book basically but it was in Cedar Rapids but Terry did encourage both of us to go okay did the counseling that you uh, obtained did that seem to help Yes, uh, we didn't go very long, but I was having, I was, it really helped me to get a start, you know. Did Amy seem to be all in on correcting the situation and moving in the right direction? Yes. Were you satisfied that she wanted to stay married and would be faithful? Yes. Was there any direction given to you by this counselor as to how to work on your marriage as you went forward? 
Yes, there was several suggestions. Uh, she said uh, Amy had to basically uh, be accountable for her what she was doing. She, you know, if, if she was to go somewhere, she, you know, it was just courtesy to let me know. Um, to you know, be open. Don't hold anything back. If she had a problem, talk about it. Um, just that in general, just to be open. And uh, did you did the two of you try to practice that to be open with each other? Yes, we did. Did you did you talk about it? Yes, we talked about everything. I mean, if it was anything on our mind, we talked about it. It was. Did she seem comfortable with that? Objection calls for speculation. I'll let him talk about his observations. Go ahead. Yes, uh, it, it got a lot. I mean, every week that went by and every conversation went by, it was easier, and and it really helped. It really it really progressed well. Okay. It's been talked about or mentioned by a couple witnesses that um, Amy complained to them that you were keeping too close of con uh, control or too close of contact with her when she was not with you. Did she ever complain to you about that? No, she never complained to me about it. It was uh, actually her idea almost all the time to, if she went to town, she would just say, hey, headed to town, got to stop at, you know, this place, this place, and this place. I don't, you know, just depended on where she was going. You know, and just it was just real simple. Here's where I'm at. Should shouldn't be, take long. I'll be home. Was this mostly, like that. Was this mostly being communicated back and forth by by cell phones and text messages? Yes, either a call or a text. You spent a lot of time working farming. Yes. What would be a normal day starting? Time-wise, it depends a little on the sorry. It depends a little on the time of year. Um, on an average day, when I'm not not doing field work, I'd say seven o'clock usually. You know, just just depending on the time of year. Six thirty, seven o'clock, and then uh, it was usually just go out. You know, take care of the the. Uh, hog chores then usually we went over to our another site and did the hog chores there usually I was communicating with my brother or dad about if they had any thing going on with their beef operation and it was just kind of a communication thing day by day and then we always stayed busy doing something okay. would you generally have a family meal in the evening Almost every night. Okay. After this, I'll, I'll keep calling it the first affair. Uh, did the did your farming situation or your farming plan change? Yes, uh, Amy. It was after we went to counseling for a little bit. Amy came to me and said. I would really like to quit my job. I think by being home with the kids and you and not having to work weekends, we could spend more weekends together. 
she could be a stay-at-home mom, which she wanted to be, if, if there was any possibility to that. So at that time, I pursued building another hog barn to hopefully make a little bit of money so to substitute her quitting her job. And we went, went forward with that plan. Okay. When was the first hog barn built? That was in 2012. Can I, can I add something to that, too? I, we also expanded on, we sold, I sold chemicals on the side, and when she moved back home, she, she took the books for it and got it on a computer system, and, which helped expand that operation also. Okay. In 2015, did you also acquire some uh, ownership in some more land? Yes, in 2016, yeah. or roughly, yes. It was, uh, there was a farm up by Greeley that uh, my brother and dad and Amy and I purchased a farm up there at an auction. And was that all uh, work ground, farm ground? No, it was... Actually, there's a there's a nice timber there on the one side of the road. There's some set aside acres, I guess you'd call them, where it's grass, I guess. And but there's recreational ground and and uh, work ground together. Was there a house and buildings there? No. Okay. Was there any part of that farm that had a special interest for you and Amy? Yes, the uh, on the timber side. There was a, we uh, had a pond, we would, there was an old pond there, and we we redid it and made it a real nice big pond, and we planted a bunch of trees where we planned to build a log cabin. And did you have a year in mind or a time in your family's life when you wanted to build that cabin? Not Not at first, but... Every time we would go up there, it seemed to be brought up more and more and more, and I think she was getting the itch to do it. Okay. I, I want to back up a little bit, perhaps. Um, you talked about going from where you live in, in your ground to uh, another site to do chores and stuff. Was, was there ever any ownership in that other site or partial ownership? Yes, I had a partial ownership in that. And is, is that with your dad, Mike? Yes. In February of 2018, was there some transfer of ownership or titling of property change that occurred? Yes, where I currently live, there was a, a small parcel where the house and the machine shed and some grain bins were that was in my parents' possession, and it got transferred to Amy and I. Did you actually buy it from them, or they just transferred it? It was a, it was a purchase. 
and that property, and, you, and I, my notes indicate that was in February of 2018? Yes. Okay. At some point in your marriage, was the, the home remodeled? Yes, in uh, the spring of 2013, we, uh, I, I proceeded myself in kind of gutting the house, the kitchen, living room, um, and remodeling the whole inside. Was, was that before or after Amy's affair? It was actually before and during. Did you force her to quit the hospital? No, I did not. She wanted to? She requested it, yes. After the counseling that you jointly sought, uh, she was now an at-home mom. Uh, How would you describe her feeling about that in other words was she, did she seem comfortable with that she seemed overwhelmingly happy she loved it from the time of that first affair and the, the rather dramatic changes that that you two made in your lives after that up until the summer of 2018, did you have any concerns about you and Amy and your marriage? No. Did, did Amy participate in activities apart from you and the, and the farm during those years? Yes, yeah, she was, uh, she liked to, to do the, EM, or the EMS voluntarily in Earlville. She liked to do that. She liked to go golfing with with Terry. Um, pork producers. When she got into that, she she always liked to do something with other people. Did she at some point uh, take a houseboat trip with some friends? Yes, that was. I think she was still working when she took that trip. Okay. But she did take a trip. Uh, I believe there was some mention in some of the, your documents of trip a trip to Alaska. Yes, she uh, she went with Randy and Peggy and Tristan, and they went to Alaska for uh, I think it was a Ducks Unlimited thing with Randy, and they went up there for uh, several days. Okay. A trip to Florida. Yes, that was. In uh, June of 2018, she went to Florida for Taylor's Gymnastics uh, now, Nationals. During these years, was Amy's mom always living in the Ankeny area? Yes. Did she have regular visits with her? Yes. Did you always go with her? No, I did not. Would it be more often that you did not go than if you did? Yes. Would, 
Would the children usually go with her if she was going to see her mom? It usually depended um, on the situation, and over the years it's changed as far as who went with her. Why did it change? The kids got older. When they were younger, actually when, when the kids were younger, though, she was still working and she didn't really get down there that much, but when she quit, then she, would, she quit working. Then it, if there was any kids go, it would usually be Taylor or Wyatt or both. Would some of those trips be associated later on, at least, with Taylor's tumbling? Yes. Okay. And were most of these things that you just described, golfing, lunches, trips, and so forth, those were being done without you being with her? Yes. And was were you comfortable with that occurring? Yeah, I actually encouraged it. Now stepping ahead to July or summer of 2018, um, Mr. Frazier has indicated that you contacted him and it had to do with him and Amy. Do you recall that testimony? Yes. And you're not denying you made such a call? No, I'm not. I made the call. What prompted you or what brought that call about? Uh, I had noticed that uh, she was just acting a little different and and uh, I, I had looked at a, at a phone records and I seen there was a large number of communications with him and I just wanted to know what that was about. I was kind of curious. I wanted to know what, what was going on. Was it, was it true that Amy and, and Jerry had a legitimate basis to communicate about the hog operation? Yes. But this, this amount of communication seemed excessive to you? It did to me, yes. When you contacted Jerry, uh, what did he say? He just said, uh, he goes, really, it's that many? Oh, well, she's been texting me a lot, asking about show pigs, and she, I know she wants to get your kids involved in, in show pigs. And there's just a lot of communication that way. And then I think, she, I think he said that Amy was asking him questions about gymnastics because Taylor was in gymnastics and his daughter was in gymnastics, and I think there was some talk about that too, just general hog stuff or gymnastic stuff, kid stuff. Okay. Did he assure you that there was nothing inappropriate going on? Yeah, he, he said, I guarantee you there's nothing going on. Did, did you accept that? Y yes, I, I did, but I was a little, just a tad bit, tad bit unsure yet. And what did that unsureness lead you to do? I asked... I, I was. I called Eileen. I think I. Uh, I, I had texted Terry about it too, and I said, "Hey, I just wanted to make sure that I'm not out of line." You know, thinking that, and then, and then Eileen said, "Well, I kind of asked her what she thought." She goes, "Well, I'd call 
I'd just call his wife and see what's going on. And I, I had also communicated with Randy, too, at that time, what he thought. He just, he just kind of said, well, I don't know. So did you contact Jerry's wife? Yes, I did. And did, what was her reaction? At first, she sounded curious. And then uh, she goes, I'll, I'll, I'll look into it. And then I go, well, I just wanted to, just wanted to see. I just want to put, put that to rest. And then I, and that was about, about it. Did you at some point contact both Jerry and his wife and apologize for ups, possibly upsetting them? Yes, I did. I, I, uh, after talking to them, I was like, you know what? They both were not, I mean, they sounded very convincing. And his wife said, I don't see why there's anything would be going on. And after that, I just said, I'm sorry that bugged you. I hope I didn't cause any troubles between you. Did this exchange between you and Jerry and his wife interfere with your relationship with Jerry as the field manager for the hogs? No. Did he continue to come to your farm on a regular basis? Yes, same as always. And would you normally be the person that he would deal with? Yes. Was there ever any... Uh, did, you, did you ever get to a point with Jerry that you felt comfortable enough to talk about things other than business, like hunting, fishing, sports? Yeah, we we talked kind of about everything. He had a... He would say, I got a buddy that farms, and he would talk about that, or he would talk about his show pigs and how they were performing or how good he wanted to do at the state fair and just general okay. other things. Certainly a friendly relationship. Yeah, we got along good. Todd, from the witnesses and text messages and so forth that we have seen introduced here, it appears that around the end of August of 2018, Amy contacted you indicating that there may be rumors about her behavior again. Yes. And how, how, how did the two of you deal with that? She approached me and asked and told me. She goes, um, told me about there might be some stuff going around. Terry, let me know that there's some rumors flying around. You know how people are. Um, she asked me who I had talked to, and I just told her, well, I only, I only talked to Jerry and his wife and Eileen and Randy. And then uh, she was concerned at how they could get started. So we talked about that, like, well, who could have started that? Kind of went back and forth like that for a little bit. And, and she said, well, I just wanted you to know. So if you hear something, you know, don't, don't believe it, you know. And then I'm like, oh, for crying out loud, you know. <laughs> And then I just kind of thought about it, I guess, for a day or two, and then let it go. Everything seemed okay? Yeah. Okay. And this was around, I think we, we narrowed it down by phone calls and, and text messages. This would have been around the last day or two of August, 1st of September. Does that yeah, sound right? Yeah, it was right around that time, yes. 
Amy's grandfather had died, or grandmother had died that summer? Yes, Grandma Margaret died. And where was, where was she living or hospitalized or wherever her death occurred? She was, she was in a, uh, she lived in Eldora and had fallen, broken her hip earlier. And then she went to the old age home and then, and then she got sick from there and died in, uh, died in Eldora. Did you attend the funeral? Yes. The wake and the funeral, yes. Did, was that the occasion that you met Patricia? Yes, I met her the day before the funeral at the wake. Okay. Had Grandma's illness and, and the, the fall and injury, had that caused Amy to be away from the farm some? Yeah, she went out when uh, she broke her hip, and uh, I can't remember the amount of days, but she was gone at that time. And then when she got sick sick again, then she went out again and stayed for several days. And then she was out there when she actually passed. When she was doing that with her grandma, were the kids going with her? No, the kids were with me. Was there another health issue in Amy's family that followed? Yes, it was uh, her uncle Jerry. He, uh, we were actually at a football game, Amy and I, and she got a call that from Randy about Jerry having a brain bleed on a golf course, and they had to haul him into the hospital and just wanted to let her know that. And did that result in a, in a fairly significant hospital care and followed by rehabilitation? Yes, it was uh, quite lengthy. I mean, it was uh, for a while there they didn't know if he was going to make it. And uh, they, they took part of his skull out and things like that. And it was long hospitalization and recovery. Do you have an estimate of how many times Amy might have went down to... That was in Des Moines, right? Yes. How many times she might have visited down there or checking on him? I think she was gone in close to 30 days out of a couple months. So almost half the time she was there? I'm, I'm, I'm estimating it, yes, but it was. I think it was close to 30 days. Okay. Was she, was she taking the kids there? No. Was her absence from the farm and the kids uh, somewhat of a concern on your part? Not at first. Um, I tried to just be understanding about it, but then it was kind of, it seemed to be dragging on a little bit. It's like, well, I mean, I, I was asking her, well, He's got kids, too. Maybe they could share the load a little bit and help help us at home, you know, because we had a lot going on. We had, you know, four buildings of hogs going out, plus the harvest was going to start, and it was I was kind of swamped. And now, you know, getting the kids run around and to football practice and home and all that. Okay. Did, did you discuss that with Amy, that it was 
starting to kind of wear yeah, on you. Yeah, I kind of slight, uh, I mentioned it, mentioned it, but I didn't really press the issue. There were some text messages that we saw that between you and Terry, I think it was Terry, where you, this topic was coming up about her being away and not helping around the, around mm -hmm. home when she was at home and that kind of thing. Yeah. Were you concerned about anything else, though, other than the fact that she was gone a lot? N no. I was just, like I said, I was just, I was kind of swamped, and that's when I, probably when I, I text her and I go, I need, you know, I was overloaded with work, and I just wanted some help, so I wanted to know if she had any suggestions, but other than that, no. Okay. Did... Did you become aware that Amy had, I call it a, a kind of a run-in with your mother about this? Yes. What happened, that, as far as you know? Um, as far as I know, uh, I had my son Wyatt at my mom's because I did, you know, we were harvesting, and I had my daughter Taylor with me, and Tristan was with Mike. And I was commenting corner, and I got a call, and... And Amy told me she was kind of upset. She said, you know, your mom blew up at me or something, you know, to that effect, that she said I was a bad mom. And she didn't want me to take Wyatt. And she didn't want to stand for that. And I, I agreed with her. Do you recall sending a text that you perhaps meant to send to Tristan, but it ended up going to Amy that something to the fact that, she, that Amy was crazy? No. You don't remember that? No, I did not. I I was actually told Eileen that there must have been a fight. Or, I, I, I sent Eileen a text that there must have been a fight. Amy got Amy and Mom got in a fight, and Mom, Mom wanted her out of the house. Okay. Did... Did you ever have words with your mother about what she had said and done? Yes, immediately. Did you uh, stick up for Amy? Yes, I did. I just I told her that there, you can't talk to Amy that way. There's no reason for it. I know she's been gone a lot, but she's had a lot of trouble with her family, with health problems. you got to be understanding about that. And Mom, Mom agreed then. Okay. From the time that you had these contacts with Jerry and his wife, just to clear the air, up until the time of Amy's death, did you have any suspicions at all that she was having an affair? No. Other than the, the, the illnesses in the family and her absences that you just described, you, you didn't sense that there was anything going on behind your back? No, I did not, because she, would, she was so upset with her and being concerned for her mother, her mother Peggy, because she was stressed out from the loss of Margaret and now Jerry. You know, it was her, you know, her, her brother and her mother that she was overwhelmed and she was just stressed out from that. So if there was any stress signs from Amy... 
I attributed it to being concerned, her being concerned for her family. And then that. Is that stress that you were witnessing the reason you were texting with Terry about getting her to counseling? Yes. I. Uh, there was also, she was bleeding abnormally on her periods. She would bleed like that, and I'm going, there's, there's just something going on with her. I, I can't, I, I would like to help her, but I don't know what, how to help her. In one of those text messages, you, it looked like you had done some research about menopause. Yes, I did. I was, I was concerned because she would say, I'm just bleeding again. I don't know what the heck's going on with me. And then she would have mood swings. And I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not a woman. So I, I looked it up, and, that, and there were symptoms on there that were consistent with what she was showing. So I showed it to Amy. State introduced Exhibit 105, which is a partial history of Google searches on your Google account, toddmullis76 at gmail.com. Do you recall that? Yes. Okay. And you, you had the iPad that your brother Mike spoke about this afternoon? Yes, it was that. Yes. Did you use that iPad a lot for research and, and, and accomplishing basic farm, uh, farm things, I guess I'll call them? Yeah. Did anyone else use that iPad? Yes. Who? Amy used it a lot for uh, downloading chemical bills. She kept track of the bills, so she would look on her email and get a bill. She would look on my email and get bills and enter them into the computer in the in the shop. That way she didn't have to run back and forth. And she would research uh, price quotes a lot. Um, Mike used it. I, I think my nephew used it. Was there a password to it? Yes. Did Amy have the password? Yeah, she's, she's the one who actually entered, put it in for me. Okay. And was it possible on that iPad to, to go from one Google account to another? Yes. Were you aware or did you ever become aware that Amy used that iPad to search for personal things like clothing or jewelry or that kind of thing? I didn't, I didn't watch her every time, but she could have, yes. Right. And you weren't? I assume you weren't contacting Google every month to get a printout of your activity. No, I didn't track what she was looking up or using it for. Okay. But you've looked through State's Exhibit 105. Correct? Yes. And today we uh, printed off a larger, more complete version of that uh, Google printout and you've looked at that yes i have
You were present when uh, Deputy Hemseth testified that about certain searches about uh, cheating spouses and or cheating wives, that kind of thing. What what are the, what if did you do those searches? No, I did not. Did you know? It, do you know who did? I have no idea who looked that up. Do you, did you and Amy ever discuss topics like that between the two of you? If there was a movie or something, we might have talked about a little bit of something like that, but not extensively, no. Did the two of you enjoy together history programs? Yes, we watched History Channel a lot. Did that ever lead to a follow-up search by either one of you? Yes, quite often, actually. Did you and Amy both enjoy history of Native American and other Indian populations? Yes, we we both would watch a show and look stuff up. There were some searches, and I'll give you some examples. Um, One, I think it was on January 15th of 2018, where it, it, I I don't have the exact wording in front of me, but but it was something to the effect of keeping your son from becoming a pussy. You remember that? I remember seeing it, yes. Did you do that search? No, I did not. Do you know if... Was there an issue in the home about uh, your son or sons having yes, there issues? Was, there was an issue there when Wyatt was, there was a kid taking money from him on the bus, or he would take a snack and he would take it from him. And we were discussing that because he would always, he'd always keep asking for money for breakfast and we we kind of questioned him about it, and then uh, I think one of the other kids said, I think somebody's taking his money every day. And we both discussed, like, hey, you know, we got to encourage him to stand up for himself. So you and Amy both discussed Yes. Okay. There was mention that, that I, I believe that Tristan was made to quit the band because band people were pussies. Is that something you conveyed? No, I did not. Why did Tristan quit playing music? Or yes, he band? did. But it was at he just said he wanted to quit. You know, out of his own, out of you know, that's what he told me, or us, that he wanted to quit. Did he participate in other extracurricular activities other than band? Yes, he was in football. Did he enjoy football? He loved football, but he was starting to get more all the time. A close exam, and I don't think it's been mentioned, but uh, since it's part of the the exhibits, um, there were searches for a site called Pornhub. Are you familiar with that site? Yes. And what's on Pornhub, or what can you see on Pornhub? Um, Adult videos. Did you ever watch adult videos on your iPad? Well, yeah, we both Amy and I did. 
right? You did together? Yeah, we did. And yeah. how, did, how, did, how would that come about? Well, I, I'm not 25 anymore, I guess, and she wanted to go f make an hour or two out of it, I guess. We needed a little outside help, I guess you'd say. Okay. Kind of embarrassing. Yeah. There was a search that the deputy mentioned specifically. Um, On November 6th, uh, body organs, maps, and diagrams. Do you remember him talking about that? Yes. And th that was the day of Amy's surgery, right? Yes. And do you recall, did you do that search? Actually, it was my daughter Taylor and I were sitting on the couch, and she was asking a about mom's surgery and all sorts of questions. And we looked it up because it was easier to just show her what was going on and where stuff was. And there was an issue this morning that we brought up about the time of these things. Like that search on November 6, 2018, on this says 148 and 27 seconds. UTC. Did you do that search at 148 in the morning? No. Do you remember about what time of the night you, or what time of the day or night you did? I know it was, it was in the evening sometime. Okay. And have you looked at this UTC thing on to figure out what it is? I just, from going by what you said before, that okay. it was an offset in time. All right. And you looked at some of these other ones and that offset would would seem appropriate for other searches that were done? Yeah, I would say, yes. There was also some mention of searches about uh, starving to death, uh, drowning, floating, those kinds of things. Do you remember, the, did, did you do any of those searches? The drowning ones were... With the kids and swimming, we were swimming in the pond, and Tristan would, would uh, say, I can float so much better than Wyatt, and, and then they uh, looked it up when they got home. And there was some other searches about chest wounds, gaping chest wounds, uh, surviving in cold, uh, start a fire, that kind of thing. What were those about? That was actually, Taylor was going through a hunter education program, and it was an online thing, and uh, she was studying for it, and they had these questions on one, on the computer, and I think, you know, it was Amy trying to help her out. It was all about a hunter education course.
You know, may I approach? Yes. Todd, I'm going to hand you a document which has been marked by as Defendant's Exhibit N.O. Would you take a look at that? page up at the upper left-hand corner on line three, what does it say? It says Google account toddmullis76 at gmail.com. And on line seven, what is the last entry date, uh, date shown? Uh, say that again. What On line seven, what is the date? Oh, 11-16 uh, of 2018. Go to the last page, please. On line 2,945, what's the date there? March 10th, 2017. Okay. And you've had a chance to just at least skim through this or review this. Yeah, I, I briefly looked it over. Okay. I'd like to have you go back to the front, but page down using that number in the left-hand column uh, and go to 347. Yes. And what's the date there? It's July 22nd, 2018. And what is the search for? Wedding dresses. Did you do a search for wedding dresses that no, day? No, I did not. Had you, have you ever searched for wedding dresses? I have never searched for wedding dresses. Okay. If you go down to... Um, few pages to 507 in the left-hand column. Okay. Found it. What's the date there? Um, July 3rd, 2018. And what's the search for there? Ohana tattoos. Did you ever search for an Ohana tattoo? No, I did not. Have you heard that name before? I hadn't until the other day. Here in the courtroom? Yes, in the courtroom with a text from PK, I believe, or between PK and Amy. Who do you mean by PK? Uh, Patricia Christ Christopherson. I, we always, I was always referring to her as PK. That's what Amy always called her. Go to uh, 517, please. Few lines down. That's July second. Yes. What's the search there? Ohana tattoos. And five eighteen. Excuse me. Um, no, I was wrong there. I'm sorry. Did you ever do a Pinterest 
search? No. Do you know what Pinterest is? I have no idea what Pinterest is. Did you... Um, Go way down to 2,596. <coughs> what's, okay. the date, what's the date there? About January 21st, 2018. And what's the search for there? It says uh, DNA testing discreetly doing a DNA test without consent possible. What's the next one down? What's the search there for? It says how to do a DNA test without the father knowing. Did you ever do any searches about DNA testing? No, I did not. Did Amy ever talk to you about her doing such searches? No. Did she ever discuss at all with you any concern about DNA or some project she might be working on, anything like that? No. And I'm going to make you travel back to 432, I believe. Yes, 432. What's the date there? July 15th of 2018. And what's the search for? Zales.com. Did you ever search for Zales? No, I did not. Going up to the top of that page 417. What's that search for? Kay's Jewelry. Was that a search by you? No, it was not. And I think I asked uh, the deputy this morning, there was searches for uh, hotels in the Newton area during the summer of 2018. Did you do those? No, I did not. Have you ever searched, to your memory, for hotels on your iPad? I've never searched for hotels. Okay. So... Based on this review of the Google summary, do you agree with the deputy that it was only you doing these searches? I disagree with that. All right. Uh, Mr. Mullis, I'm going to move ahead now specifically to November 10th, 2018. And unfortunately, that was the day of Amy's death, correct? Yes. We heard from Tristan yes, two days ago, I believe. I, but I want to ask you, 
what do you recall from basically getting up in the morning? What were your steps starting out? Uh, we got up. I think we kind of hung around the house just for 10 or 15 minutes. Just I was very tired yet from you know the harvest and things like that. But we uh, hung around the house. We, Tristan and I got dressed. We went, took the truck and went over to the what we call the east site. And we did chores over there. We checked both barns, went through them. Uh, when we were done with that, we, I briefly stopped and talked to Mike about uh, my nephew had did some ripping the night before, chisel plowing. You know, I asked him, hey, do you think it'll work today? And he said no. So I said, hey, well, I guess we got pigs coming next week, so we'll probably just go home and do that. And So why was the ripping or chisel plowing not appropriate that day the ground was too froze uh, my nephew commented that when he got done the night before he said it's you're it's not going to work right. so you and tristan went back to the home yes we went back home and we went in the house and ate some breakfast and uh we were just talking to, you know, kids, and Amy was sitting there doing a puzzle, and she asked what was up, and I said, well, we're going to go out and start getting the buildings ready. Do you remember there being any any uh, discussion topic about holidays? Oh, yes. Yeah, she had mentioned that uh, Rainy and Peggy, are, on her side of the family, was having Thanksgiving I can't remember exactly what day that was, but she she said it was coming up in the coming week or two, and wanted to know how that would work with us and the pigs and all that. Did you, as a family, generally spend try to spend holidays with both sides of the family? Yes, we tried. Yes. Okay. So when you, well, let me ask you this. This plan to go out and work in the hog barn to get things ready, was that something you just announced, or did you discuss it with Amy and Tristan, or tell us how that came about? Uh, actually, it was we had just walked in, and and I think Tristan or Taylor, or Amy mentioned to Tristan, I got a little breakfast left over, and what are you guys up to? And then I don't remember if it was me or Tristan said we're gonna go out and working hog barns get them ready because you and tristan had already had that yes. topic when you when you decided not to do the ripping yes we went over that at mike's okay what was was there any reaction from amy when you announced that you were going to go out and start getting the barns ready yeah she basically just i think she just asked hey you need some help mind if i come out now this was November 10th, and you mentioned that on November 6th she had had a medical procedure completed. Yes. And you heard uh, Terry describe that medical procedure. It, was that pretty accurate as you understood it? Yes, as to my knowledge. I didn't witness the surgery, but I would assume that that was the procedure. 
And did you take Amy to that surgery that day? Yes, I did. And it was, it was an outpatient surgery, I assume? I think that's what you call it, yeah. We went in, it was in the emergency room, but that was a surgery, or room off to the side. But she didn't stay overnight in a no, hospital? No, she did not stay overnight. Okay. From that day, from a November 6th up to November 10th, was she as physically active as she normally would be? No, she spent almost 24-7 in the house. She was just resting, and that's basically all she was. She was cooped up in the house. So when she said, you know, can, do you need some help or can I help, what was your reaction? I said, if you're okay with it, that's fine. So did you all go together out to the hog barn? No, uh, Tristan and I went out first. We we went out first, and then Amy came out. She wasn't dressed yet for chores. She was in her pajamas or yet, and we were dressed already, so we went out first, and, and then she came out a little bit later. Okay. Do you have an estimate as to what time you and Tristan would have went out to the hog barn? I think it was in the... It was after 9, by 9.30, sometime around there. And Tristan described the various things that each of you were doing when he testified by video the other day. Was he accurate? Yes, there was a few things we do in addition to what he was saying, but I was doing those jobs, so it makes sense. He was getting those heaters and getting them to the stall, the pins. Yes. Amy was cleaning light globes. Mm-hmm. Is that a yes? Yes. And you were getting these nipple feeders down. Yeah, I was getting the nipple bars down and zip tying them in place, but I was also hanging the brooder heaters at the same time. Okay. At some point, did you notice anything about Amy that concerned you? Yes. What? She got down a couple times, and she would brace herself against the feeder. And she'd kind of give, she was kind of just like readjusting herself. And uh, I think Tristan asked at first, she goes, you okay, Mom? Because he was closer to her. And she goes, I I just feel dizzy. You know, I'm lightheaded. And uh, then we asked her if she was okay. And she goes, you you know, I mean, don't, should we, you, is there something we should be concerned about, you know? She goes, no, I'll, I'm fine. Okay. So all of you continued with your work? Yes, we just kept doing the same thing. Was there any further concern about how Amy was doing? Yes, it, uh, not, not every pen, but every, every so often she would, she would get down and have to, and it would take her longer to readjust and, she said she was just dizzy. She kept getting dizzy. So we just kept asking her if she was okay. You sure you, you want to go back in the house? And she goes, no, I'll, I'll just keep going. It ain't that bad. And she indicated that she she wanted to be helpful? Yes, yeah, she, she didn't want to go back in. She was She didn't want to feel worthless, I guess. And in good health, this would certainly be something that Amy would be engaged in fully. 
Yes, she would. It would be no problem. Okay. At some point, did she concede and agree to leave the hog barn? Yes, after multiple times of asking her if she was okay. Uh, we were concerned about her. Both Tristan and I were concerned about her, and, she, and we kind of go, "Hey, I think you know this is you're going to get too hurt here. You're going to fall off. So why don't you just go in the house?" And she agreed. Yes, reluctantly. Yes. Right. How did this thing with the pet carrier come about? The pet carrier was she didn't want to go at first. She kept saying, I'm going to keep going. I'm all right. And then uh, Tristan actually suggested, he goes, hey, Dad, we need to get that pet carrier out. And I go, yeah, Amy, why don't you go do that? Why don't you go get that pet carrier out of the, out of the shed because we're going to have get the skid loader and water towed out. We don't want to run over them cats. The skid be loader, good good to help us out. The skid loader and water tote was going to be used to water the chickens. The I chickens think. across the road, yes. And these kittens had been orphaned? Yes, they were orphaned for a while. And what was the pet carrier going to, what was that going to be used to do to help well, with the kittens? Well, we're going to use the pet carrier to put the cats, the kittens in while we back machine ran and out. That way we knew where they were at and we could back them in and out and we wouldn't have to worry about running them over. Okay. So Amy left the hog barn? Yes. Tristan mentioned something about wearing boots in the hog barns. Did you wear special boots in and out? Yes. And what was the, the reason for doing that? We use that so we don't carry disease from one site to another. We, we would take our work boots off and then slip, like a slip-on boot, on just for them hog buildings. Okay. So when Amy left the building, you it was your understanding she was going to go to the shed, get the pet carrier, and do what with it? Uh, we'd, she was going to put it in front of the shop and then go in the house. Okay. What did you and Tristan do after she left the hog barn? We just continued working, doing, doing our jobs. And put hanging nipple bars and rooters and washing lights. At any point, did you become aware that Tristan had stepped out of the main part of the hog barn at any time? Yeah, I think I I seen him take I seen him go down towards the end to get a drink. Yeah. That's what he said he was going to do. I'm going to grab a drink quick, Dad. Was he gone very long? No. Did he do that more than once? As he, he stated he did it twice, I would, I would guess that would be accurate. Do you have an estimate of how, how many minutes or seconds he would have been out of the main part of the barn getting the drink before he returned? As a matter of seconds. While he was doing that, did you ever leave the barn? No, I did not. About how long did you and Tristan work there before 
you decided to do something different or something else developed? We worked in there, I'd say, a good hour, if not a little more. I mean, I didn't check the actual time, but I would estimate it was at least an hour or hour and 15 minutes or something. And then we were done with the barn. We had all the pens done. What was your plan once that work was completed? We were going to go in and grab some lunch, and then after that we're going to go to the other barn. So did you go straight to the house? No. Describe what happened next. We went in to clean up, change our boots, and uh, as we were doing that, me and Tristan were standing in front of the window at that time, and I go, well, that pet carrying over there, and he goes, yeah, I wonder what happened. That's what Tristan, me and we're, and it was in a conversation. What, what happened? Well, we didn't know. I, well, maybe she couldn't get it out of there. I don't remember which one of us said those words, but we were having a conversation of why isn't it over there? And then Tristan said, you want me to go check it out? And I said, yeah, why don't you go over there and check it out? If she might not have been able to get it out of there. So he, he went on his own? Yeah, and then he went over to see what happened. Okay. Well, he went over there to see... See, whatever. What went on with the pet care. Yeah, if, it, if she couldn't get it out, he was going to grab it. What did you do after he left the building to go do that? I was just finishing washing my hands up. I had to slip my boots off, slip onto my other boots... And then I was going to, I proceeded to go outside. What happened when you went outside? I had just stepped out for a second, and Tristan yelled. Did you go to him? Not a, I, I looked over, and I was kind of like, what, you know? And then he yelled really loud again, and then I ran over there. Where was Tristan in relation to the shed? Was he inside, outside? He was yelling out of the, the opening. He, would, he, had, he was just outside the opening yelling at me. And then as I was running over, he was just standing just inside the door. And did he say anything to you about what was upsetting him? I don't remember him saying anything. He was more or less, Mom, he was just... It's kind of speechless. What did you What did you What did you see when you stepped in through that door? Well, when I stepped in, I initially looked at Tristan, and I looked over, and I seen Amy hunched up, face down, laying next to the door, leaning against the door. Did she have this corn fork stuck in her? Yeah. What? What did you do? I more or less just dove down by her. I, I put my head down. I was trying to, I was like, Amy, Amy. I was yelling at her, trying to get her attention. I didn't know what to think. I was just looking at her, and I picked her head up a little bit, and it was, it was just nothing. It was no response. So what did you decide to do? I, I just wanted to help her. I just wanted to, let's let's go to the hospital. Is there something wrong right now? I just reacted. Did you pick her up? 
I started to pick her up. I went under her, like her armpits, and I was trying to lift her up, and uh, that fork handle was jabbing in the, the tote out the caging. And then I realized, hey, this ain't going to work. So I, I just set her down more or less a little bit in my arm. I just reached over. I pulled the fork out. I tossed it. And I got underneath of her, and I told Tristan, go get the truck. we got to go. And he did. Yeah, he took off, and then I tried to, tried to get her up and get her out of the barn. Did she ever <clears throat> did she ever become responsive at all? No. How did you get her placed in the truck then? How did how was she situated? Well, I got her out of the barn and then I got it was kinda hard. She's like a noodle. And I got underneath her and I, I carried her like this and Tristan was standing by the truck and get the door open and and yeah, I told her get in there, and you got to got to help me get her in. And and he he sat down in the seat, and I go, you got to hold her, because I can't get her in there decent. You know, it was hard to get her in the door. And then I I set her on Tristan, and he was holding her up in the seat. And I, I got, it was hard to get her legs in. And then I closed the door, and I and I ran around the truck and took off. At any point, did you think about just letting her there and calling 911? I did not. I, I didn't. I, 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 I'm a doer, I guess. I just I want to help. Let's go. I, did you call 911? Yeah, as soon as I got out of the, as soon as I got in the truck out of the driveway, I called 911. And that's the call that we listened yeah. to. Yeah. Did did the deputies that described what they saw when they arrived, did they accurately describe what was happening there? Yeah. From, yeah. My memories is such a hyped up moment. It's I would I would agree with that. I believe one of the witnesses described you as being excited. Yeah, I was very excited. I I think I had adrenaline pouring out my ears. I was just I was in reaction mode. I I wanted to get her to the hospital. Let's go. Michael Krogman testified this afternoon that he kind of took over with Tristan at your request. Yeah, he. Michael and Tom showed up, and everybody showed up, and and. Uh, it was just kind of a, everybody showed up at once. And I think it was, it was Michael and a couple of the EMTs, they, they said, I better turn him away. You know, he, he better not look at this. So Michael grabbed him and, and took him over there. And then, uh, and then one of the EMTs says, why don't you go over and comfort your son? So I went over by Michael and Tristan. And, and uh, at that time, I, I remember telling Michael, hey, he's got he's got uh, blood on his coat. Maybe put your coat over him, you know. And, and Michael took his coat off and put his coat on him to, so he wouldn't see that. And then 
I, and then I thought of my other kids, and and uh, I was thinking of, oh my God, they're home alone, and I wanted to call mom and go over and make sure you know watch the other two kids, and and then it was just back and forth. I didn't I didn't really know what to do. And then you <clears throat> you followed in. Uh, another Krogman's truck pickup followed the ambulance into the hospital. Yeah, uh, Tom was there, and he said, "Why don't you hop in with me? And let's go." When the when you got to the hospital, were you allowed to be in and around Amy, or were they working on her? No, not at first. Uh, they were working on her. Uh, I just remember being in the. It was a waiting room there, and uh, some friends. Were there with me, and we were. Like, it was Tom and Carol were in there with me, and I, we just waited. At some point, I assume medical people informed you that she had passed. Yeah, I don't know how long later. Uh, I think it was. Uh, I think it was Gerst came in and told me that, and, and there was a priest and. They were all there. By that time, had your family arrived? Yeah, I can't remember. Honestly, I think I think I think uh, Mike was there. Maybe I just can't remember exactly who was all showing up at at that time. Is I remember there was a bunch of people coming in. Out at the location where you met the deputies in the ambulance. Did you, do you remember expressing to them what you thought had happened? I, I remember when I was on the 911, it was like the 911 call said, I said, I, she must have fell on a, fell on a corn fork. And then when I got over there, I, at Brian's, I think somebody asked me again, like, I, I really don't know what happened. I just... I thought she fell on it. I don't know. And you spoke with Deputy Thompson at the hospital briefly? Yes, I think he spoke to me at least two times, yes. And a similar conversation or an explanation of what you thought might have happened? I don't know if I explained what I thought happened. I just explained what we were doing that day. He had asked what what we were doing that day, and then I just said I found her there, and I don't know if he specifically asked what I thought happened. So you gave him a an idea just, of what you just told the jury. Yes, I just I didn't say I, I knew what happened. I just said this is what this is what our my perspective was. This is what I witnessed. At some point. While you were still at the hospital, were you requested to go to the sheriff's office and have a conversation there? Yes, uh, Luke Thompson uh, uh, came up to me and he said, "Hey, is it okay if we just take you downtown and and uh, explain it one more time?" I, the best of my memory, that's what he said. And you you cooperated with that. I said, "Well, if you need me to, that's fine. Let's go." After you left there, where did you go? I went back up to the hospital. He took me back up to the hospital. 
I, I, I wanted to be there for uh, Randy and Peggy when they got there. So I waited there till they got there, and and uh, and uh, then after that, it went home. Were the kids at home when you got home? Yes, they were home at that time. Your mom and dad there? Yes, my all my family was there at that time. Okay. When. When would have been the next time you had any contact with law enforcement about this? I yeah, it was the, a few days later, I, three days later, four days later. Uh, the sheriff Leclerc called me and said they're uh, wanting to wrap this up. Want to wrap up this investigation? Could you come down and talk about it? He asked how the kids were, things like that. And then I said, well, if you need me to come down, I, I'll get cleaned up and come down. What had you been doing day-to-day -day in between Amy's death and that phone call? Making some plans, uh, looking up some songs and things like that to, for her wake or funeral. Um, and you know, getting the kids ready to go. I put the kids in school right away to keep a routine going and uh, just just making plans. When you got to the sheriff's office, did you participate in the interview that we saw parts of today? Yes, I did. Had you had much sleep in that span of time? No, I didn't. No. Had you heard any rumors around town? Yes, they said the rumors were going crazy. Rumors that that you might be in trouble? Judge, I'm going to object to any rumors. That is clearly hearsay, and there's no foundation to the context. It would be hearsay. I'll change the question. Thank you, Honor. When you started into that interview, were you expecting to be accused of your wife's murder? No, not at all. Were you still apprehensive about being interviewed by the agent? Not at first, but then then I was after, after a little bit. I mean, the length of time, I was like, what, what is going on? Okay. Do you believe, well, let me see. The agent, this DCI agent this morning said that, in his opinion, you never denied killing Amy. Do you think you did? Yes, I did. And you did so how? I stated that you want me to confess to something I did not do. And in my mind, that's saying I did not do that. Was he giving you much of a chance to explain things? Not at all. I tried several times, and he wouldn't give me a chance to say two words. Just a few more questions, Todd. 
Deputy Hemseth said this morning that he went and checked the security cameras on the that were on your hog barn. You heard that? Yes, I did. Did you did you know that they were not operating? No, I did not know. You heard your brother your brother Mike's testimony about what would disrupt those cameras. Yes, I did. Do you believe that that's in in your experience did that type of thing happen? The cats knock the antennas down? Yes, because the colder it gets, cats go to heat. And there's a heater right below the window. Sun comes up in the morning. They sit in the window. Now, he said, and I, I don't have my notes in front of me right now, but that the one came, well, maybe I do. that the one camera had no activity on it from September 11th to October 29th. Have you checked it to see if that's true? I had never rewound it. I, I had not checked. And, and one of the cameras had nothing at all on it. You didn't check that? No. Now, he did say that on, the, on November 11th, there was some activity on one of the cameras. Yes. I, Can you explain that? It was the day after. I think after talking to family members and stuff, they go, hey, maybe did you have anything on the camera? Maybe they're figure something out if she, whatever, if she's falling over, whatever, in the yard. We didn't know. So I went out the next day. I seen everything was knocked off, hanging down by the floor. I picked it all back up, and I got the signal, and I said, well, there ain't, there ain't no use trying to look into that because obviously it was all knocked over. I did not know how long it had been off or whatever. Did you activate it, though, somehow that day? Yeah, when I, I picked the antennas up off the ground and put them back so they received reception, yes. Okay. But you didn't expect to see anything on there because they weren't? Well, everything was on the ground. Okay. Just a couple more. A couple more questions. Um, at the end of that short conversation that Deputy Thompson had with you the fr at the hospital, I believe he asked you at the end if he could talk to Tristan. You remember that? Yes, I remember that. And I think that... You made a comment, something to uh, let me talk to him, something like that? Yeah, I believe I did. I, did you go talk to Tristan before, before he talked to him? I never got a chance to. I basically I went out, and I was going to say, is it okay? But there was a whole bunch of people outside the waiting room, and I started talking to them. I never, I never did talk to Tristan and, and Luke. Luke came over and he said, is Tristan in there? And I, I go, I think so. And then he went and grabbed him. Yeah. So you weren't present when Thompson talked to No, Tristan I was not. Okay.
Todd, did, did you ambush your wife Amy in that shed that day and brutally beat her and chop, chop her up with that corn fork? No, I did not. Do you know who did? I have no idea. Your Honor, I would you, offer... You call 911 on November 10th, 2018, and you pull over because 911 tells you to, right? Yes. And you pull over, and they tell you to get Amy out of the car. No. Or, I'm sorry, to lay her flat. Yeah, I... Because they want you to be able to do CPR. You remember that? Because yeah. eventually yep. you do some CPR on her. Is yes. that right? And uh, just so that we can... We're, where we all understand, where is it that you perform the CPR on Amy? I started in the truck. In the truck. And are you in the truck until Luke Thompson arrives? I'm standing. Or I'm sorry, you're like leaning inside the truck, would that be fair to say? Yes. And is Amy, is she seated in the passenger seat with the seat down? Yes. Or? Okay. So when they tell you to do uh, chest compressions, your half of your body's in the car and you're, that's what you're doing. You're using your mouth and your hands to do that. I did not use my mouth. Oh, I'm sorry. So you're just uh, you're just pressing. Where's Tristan at that point? I told him to go stand by the road for when they, to flag him down if they're coming. So as you're doing those chest compressions, is anyone else there initially? No. And you're holding onto that phone, and you're doing the chest compressions. I had my shoulder holding my phone against my ear. So at that point, the only the only people in the car are you and Amy, right? Yes. And at this point, you don't at all think that Amy's cheating on you. No. You confronted her. You put it to bed. Yes. You, even after the rumors a month later, you still didn't think she was cheating on you because she told you she wasn't. Right? Yes. And even in those months... Um, I know you told some people she was really moody. She was having some issues, right? She had a lot going on all summer. So she, because she, she had all the stuff going on in Ankeny, right? Yes. She was going up there. She was visiting a lot. She had her grandma die. Her uncle had problems. You said in those, in those two months, in, the, in September and October, she was gone about 30 days. There was a stretch in there. I, Yeah. And she would come and go, but she was gone quite a bit, right? Yes. And things are getting a little bit tense at home? No. So you're not upset at all about this? I was was needing help at home, and I... Right. Well, I guess you could call it some tension, I guess. Well, and you're calling Eileen Fuller, Amy's stepmother, around this time, right? Yes. And you're telling her... This is hard, right? I'm harvesting. I'm taking care of the kids. And I know Amy's got stuff going on, but I need some help, right? Yes. And thankfully, you have your family close by, and they're helping a lot. Yes. But still throughout those months where she's spending a lot of time in Ankeny, you're not worried that she's cheating, right? No. You know she's just dealing with her family, right? Yes. And it... Would it be fair to say you almost, like, forgot about the whole thing with Jerry Frazier because you didn't think anything was happening? I, for, I did not put Jerry in and, at all. And so on November 10th, 2018, when this happens to Amy, you're not at all suspicious that she's cheating? 
that she's cheating, no. At that point, you're not, you don't have one worry that she's cheating? No. And when you're actually there giving her CPR and you're giving those chest compressions, all you're thinking about is your wife, right? Yes. You're thinking about how you're trying to save her life. Yes. And you're thinking you're doing everything. Because I think you even say on the 911 tape, I'll do anything, right? When they asked me to do CPR, I said I'll do whatever and, will and, help her. And you mean that, that? You'll do anything at that point to help save your wife? Yes. And you start those chest compressions, right? Yes. And you heard that tape when we played it the other day, right? Yes. And at that point, what are you thinking when you're doing that? Trying to, trying to get her to come back. You're just trying to save her. Yes. Right? Um, Todd, while you're doing those, do you, did you, I, I know it was kind of hard to hear on that tape, but you're doing those chest compressions. How long do you think you're doing them for? Not very long. A minute or, minute or two. And then I think it's Deputy Thompson shows up. and then yes. I, Does he take over or somebody else takes over? He started... Okay. Uh, Your Honor, at this time, can I publish um, a, a clip of the 911 tape? Yes, go ahead. And just for the record, Judge, this is State's Exhibit Number 2. Now, Todd, here I'm going um, to play you the part where you're doing the chest compressions, and I'm just going to ask that you listen in between the chest compressions, okay? <laughs> No, Chad, did you just hear that whisper at the end of that? Yes. And what did you whisper? I couldn't hear it. Okay, I'm going to play it again. cheating whore right there? No. So you don't remember what you whispered? No. Okay, I'm going to play another clip for you. Do you, do you know what you whispered there? No. Did you hear that? So I'm going to play that part one more time. The first clip is 653 of that second tape. And this second one is right at 7... Um, I'm sorry, 0700. Just try to listen really closely. I just want to know if you remember what you said. Right there, do you say, go to hell, cheating whore? No. So you don't hear that? No. You didn't hear at 6.53, cheating whore? You didn't hear that? I didn't hear that word. And it's right at that, after you hear a ping, you don't hear, go to hell, cheating whore? No. I have nothing for the judge. Any redirect? Uh, thank you. Todd, uh, 
the state ask you if Amy wanted to quit the hospital after this first affair? Remember that question? Yes. Did she, do you remember her announcing to her friends and coworkers that she was leaving the hospital? Yes. How did she do that? She did a Facebook announcement, and she even had a, a party at a bar. When you and Tristan realized that the pet carrier wasn't up by the shop door, what did the two of you try to figure out, or what did you decide to do, I guess is a better question. We were just talking. I wonder why, why it wasn't there. What? She either couldn't, you know, we were thinking that she either couldn't get it out of there or she didn't even attempt. She didn't even go over there in the first place? One or the other. Okay. And I'm, I'm just going to follow some questions along so they may jump around. Um, there was a series of questions about where Amy was located when you first saw her in the shed. Um, and They also ask you about your knowledge of, of the advisability of not pulling something out of a person that's penetrated them. You remember those questions? Yes. Were you able to get Amy out the door with the hole, with the fork stuck in her back? There's no way. So you didn't have a choice? No. You were also asked about when you last saw that fork and you said something about the grass on the grass and that you moved it? Yes. In that shed, um, in, have you looked at all the photographs that the state took in there? Yes, I think so. Were there any children's toys in there? Yes. Well, what were there? There was a multitude of stuffed animals and play items on the wagon. The kids obviously played out there then. Yes, they played a lot. And things might get moved out of the shed that shouldn't be? Yes. You told the uh, state that while in the hog barn that morning, you never went to the office. Is that correct? After she left, I never went to the office. Did you, did you go through the office when you left, though? Yes. Were you in the office when you and Tristan looked out and, and didn't see the pet carrier? Yes. There also was some questions about the closest point between the hog barn and the red shed, and you... Tell us again what that would be. I estimated at 150 feet or so. 
And that'd be from what point on the hog barn? The very, very southwest tip of the barn by the door that you go in and out to the very northeast corner of the red shed. And when you say the door, that's the door going into the office of the hog barn? Yes. Todd, why did you do the searches on or about, I think it was July 26th, for uh, Jerry Frazier and his wife? I was trying to find a way to contact Christy. Christy being his wife. Christy was his wife. I was trying to find a way to contact her. So if the search related to Jerry, you had Jerry's contacts. I had Jerry's contact, but I... I had no way of getting her phone number. On some of those entries, uh, those searches that uh, the state asked you, a few of them about uh, thrill of the kill, thrill of the hunt, hunt man, uh, thirst for hunt, that kind of thing, you indicated you recognized those. Yes. And, And what did they relate to? There was a quote stated in a movie and it was actually ended up being Ernest Hemingway quote, and we were trying to remember what it was. Do you remember what the name of the movie was? Uh, I think it was Predators. Did you ever have any doubt about you being the biological parents of your children? No. Do you have any reason to search for those DNA things? No, I have no reason to. When the state ask you questions about you contacting Jerry and his wife in July of 2018. They said, I think the words they used was, did you confront them about the affair? Did you, had you concluded that there wasn't an affair? No, I did not. You had concerns about all those text messages? Yes. When you talked to Jerry, did he convince you that there was nothing going on? Yes. 
I mean, for the most part, yes, he was very convincing. Todd, when you were doing those chest compressions, in the, if, if I understand you correctly, you had put Amy somewhat upright in the seat of the pickup but leaned it back as far as it would go? Yes. So she was in a kind of a, a reclining chair position? Yes. And I, you were holding your, the phone and, and doing the compressions at the same time? Yes. You knew you were on a recorded line with a 911 operator. Yes. Were you, do you believe that you said, whispered, cheating whore or go to hell cheating whore while you were doing CPR? No. Were you frantic? I was very excited. Were you doing everything you could to keep her alive? Yes. No other questions? Did he recross? Just briefly, Judge. Um, that first search about the DNA is how to tell if a child is yours, right? If that's what it says. And Amy gave birth to your children, right? They came out of yes. her body. Yes. And you also, um, your attorney just asked you about, you didn't really think they were having an affair in May. You were just wondering what's going on. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, in uh, July. You are just wondering if Jerry and Amy, if there's something, they're talking too much. They were talking too much, yes. So you didn't really think they were having an affair? No. But you did text Terry Stainer. Do you think Amy's acting like she was before? Right? If that's what I text, yeah. And Well, you saw those texts, right? I don't... Do you remember seeing them the other day? I couldn't see the screen. Okay. But you, when you sent that text, you were referring to... You took an oath yesterday. Do you understand that you're still under oath? Yes, I do. Okay, very good. Cross-examination. <coughs> Excuse me. Todd, you bought your farm in 1999, correct? My first farm, yes. And that was before you met Amy? Yes, it was. And when you say your first farm, how many farms do you currently have? Uh, I own three and I own part of another one. And then your dad is a farmer? Yes, he is. And your dad's farm is right next <clears throat> to yours? Is that correct? No. How far is your dad's farm from yours? My dad's farm is two and a half, three miles. And your brother, Pat Mullis, is a farmer? Yes, he is. And where is his farm in relation to yours? Uh, northeast. How, how far? Uh, four to five miles. And then Mike Mullis, your brother that we heard from yesterday, also has a farm? Yes, he is. And where is his farm in relation to yours? We're, uh, 
they're all within three miles. I think yesterday he said about two miles or so. <clears throat> it depends which farm you're talking about. And even though you have your farm and your dad and your brothers have their farm, you kind of all farm together. Yes. Would that be fair to say? In Yes. And over the years, you've continued to purchase land? Yes. And you've worked on your business, obviously. Yes. And this is your livelihood? Yes. And it means a lot to you, correct? Yes. And you spend a lot of time farming? Yes. And you didn't initially have the hog barns, correct? I had older ones. And then you got new hog barns, would that be fair to say? Yes. And when was that? The first one was in 2012. And then when did you... So I know you have two hog barns currently, correct? Where I live, yes. And when did you get that second one? In 2014. And then the hog barn business, is this... Do you, Pat, Mike, and your dad, are you all part of that? The two at where I live? Yes. I own them. And Does Mike also have a hog barn? Yes. And does your dad and Pat also have hog barns? Pat does not. And you've continued to purchase more land, like you said, correct? Yes. And you love being a farmer? Yes. And, in fact, when you, um, you've talked about before about how your dad is so proud of you and your brothers for being farmers. I've, I've heard him say he's proud of it, yeah. And Tristan was really getting into farming with you, correct? Yes. In the last couple of months before Amy's death? Uh, his whole life. And specifically, though, wasn't he taking more of an interest in the last couple of months? Helping out a little bit more? I would say in the last couple of years, he's helped out more. And um, he would help out on the weekends? Yes. And after school? Yes. And the only people that worked on your farm were you, Tristan, and Amy, correct? No, the younger two helped too. Taylor and Wyatt, yes. I'm sorry, Taylor and Wyatt at times helped. Yes, they did. And I know that sometimes you and your, you would help your brothers or they would help you. Yes. But you didn't have any hired workers? No. And your farm is your legacy, correct? It's what you want to pass on to your children? If they want to farm. And, well, you, you talked to Agent Turbot, and you talked about how Tristan told you he wants to be a farmer someday. Yes. And how you're so excited that he wants to be a farmer. Right? If, if he, I told him if he wants to be a farmer, then I would help him farm. And you would, pa- you would pass on your farm to Tristan or any of your kids if they wanted to farm? Yes. And when you and Amy married, was it 2004? Yes. And Amy is part of your family trust, correct? Yes, she is. And, you, uh, and your, your whole family is part of that, is that correct? I'm sorry, your parents are part of that? No. Okay, so I'm sorry, so your trust, it's just you and Amy, is that right? Yes. Now, you, um, you have a Gleamer combine, correct? Yes. And you, you have tractors? Yes. And you, I know you told us yesterday you like to hunt. Yes. And you, you like to do all kinds of hunting and fishing. I think you indicated you like to go to the creek or crick. Is that right? Yes, with the kids, yes. And back when this happened in November 2018, you had a flip phone, correct? Yes. And you couldn't access the Internet from your flip phone? No. And Amy had a, um, uh, a smartphone? Yes. Where she could access the Internet? Yes. And I, I believe Tristan also had a phone, is that correct? Mm-hmm. 
Is that yes. a yes? Yes. And Taylor and Wyatt, did they have phones at that time? Uh, Taylor had a phone. And were they track phones? I think Taylor's was. And Tristan's was also a, t- a type of track phone where you had to buy minutes or something? Uh, yeah, I think you had to buy a card. Now, we talked a lot about the first affair that Amy had. You remember talking about that yesterday? Yes. And at the time that Amy had this affair, she was working at the hospital. Yes. And you indicated that after this affair, it was Amy's decision to stop stop working. Yes. She wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Yes. And she just wanted to be there for the kids. She wanted to be there for the kids and us. And you. And all the kids were full-time in school at that time, correct? No. Um, Who was not? Wyatt. How old is Wyatt now? He now is nine. Okay, so when he was five, he wasn't in school? He was three. And wh- was he in preschool or any type of schooling? Not at that time. What, when did he start going to school? I think he went when he was uh, four. I think he went to pre You You talked yesterday. Amy loved to go shopping. She loved to go out. She loved to be social. Yes. She loved to go out to lunch. Yes. She loved to golf. Yes. And you encouraged all of these things, you said. Yes. You wanted her to get out there and do these things. If it made her happy, yes. And um, it was, you indicated yesterday, it was Amy's decision to leave the hospital. Yes, she asked to. And it, you know Amy met the person that she had the affair with at the hospital, correct? I don't know if they met at the hospital or... Okay, so you and Amy were so open about your relationship, right, after this happened? Yes. So you you told us yesterday, you told Detective Turbot on November 16, 2018, that after you guys reconciled, Mm -hmm. it was picture perfect, essentially, right? Yes. It was a great relationship. Yes. You used the words over and over how open it was. Yes. And you never talked to Amy about how she met this person that she had an affair with. She either met at a hos- at the hospital or at a, a boating event okay. that was organized together with people at the hospital. So, okay, so somehow she met him through the hospital. Yes. So now you do remember that. Yes. Now let's talk about November sixteenth, two thousand or I'm sorry, November tenth, two thousand and eighteen. That morning, you said that you, you, would, you just wanted to do some chores around the house, which was normal, right? Can you ask that I'm again? I'm sorry. On November 10th, 2018, the day of Amy's murder, you wanted, in that morning, you got up to do chores. Yes. And you were with Tristan. Yes. And you and Tristan went, I think you said, off-site. Yes. And you came back. Mm-hmm. Yes. Is that a yes? And when you came back, Amy was doing a puzzle. Yes. Amy, at that point, seemed fine. Yes. And, in fact, Amy had plans later in the day to go shopping, correct? Yes, she did. She was going to go with Taylor and buy some snow boots. Yes. And then Amy, you said it was Amy's decision to come outside. She asked to come out and if we needed help. She wanted to help. And uh, you and Tristan went out first. Yes. And you guys started working around the barn. Yes. You were doing some things. Is that yes? Yes. Tristan was, uh, I know, bringing heaters, correct? Yes. And then Amy started um, helping as well. Yes. And you indicated that Amy got dizzy. Yes. And Tristan saw it. Yes. And then you saw it too. 
Yes. And at that point, you were really worried about her. I was concerned at that time, yes. Right. Obviously, this is your wife. You care about her. Yes. You didn't want anything to happen to her? No. And you knew that she had this procedure four days ago? Yes. And at that point, after the first time, you didn't tell her to go inside? I asked if she was okay. And she said yes? Yes. And she wanted to stay out there? Yes. So she again started working? Yes. And at that time, she gets dizzy again? Yes. And I'm sure at this point you're extremely concerned about her. Yes, I was concerned. I don't know if I was extremely concerned. I just asked if she was okay. Well, you were so concerned you told her to stop working. I asked if she needed to go to the house. And she said yes? She said no. I so then you, that's when you said, you know what, I just want you to stop, but first let's go get that pet carrier. It was after two to three... Um, Three or four times of asking her. Okay, so just so that we're clear, at least twice yes. you know she's dizzy. Yes. And probably you just said three or four times you asked her to go in the house. I asked if she was okay and to go to the house. Okay. and If, if kept, she needed to. If, if she needed If she to. could continue. And she kept insisting she just wanted to be out there and working. Yes. And then at that point you say, well, actually yesterday you said, Tristan said, hey, you know what, Mom, if you can help us, or you can help us go get that pet carrier. Yes. So Tristan sends Amy to get the pet carrier. He didn't send her. He asked. Hey, I'm sorry. It was, it was his a idea. conversation between it was his all idea. of us. I'm sorry? It was a conversation between all of us. Oh, between all of you. So who asked Amy to go get the pet carrier? Who asked Amy? It was both of us really okay yesterday you testified right yes and yesterday when you testified you said Tristan said or Tristan asked Amy to go get the pet carrier you recall that right he asked her first and then I asked her okay so first Tristan asked her then you asked her. yes and the pet carrier is is pretty big right what's big I guess well okay you heard Tristan's testimony correct Yes. And uh, when you t- Tristan said that he probably estimated it was 15 or 20 pounds. He said it was 15 pounds. Okay. Would you, would you agree with that? I would say it's be 10 to 15 pounds, yes. Sorry, just one moment. I'm showing you a state's exhibit 16 that's been admitted to evidence. This is the pet carrier, correct? Yes, it is. And that's where it's lo- that was where it was located in the red chat. Yes. And you saw a lot of pictures yesterday and the day before about the red chat from the red chat. Yes. And those were true and accurate depictions of the way that the red chat appeared on the day of Amy's murder. Yes. And when you walk into the red chat, it's a pretty narrow space, correct? Yes. When you and correct me if I'm wrong, when you walk in, you turn to the left. I'm sorry. You turn to the left, and that's where Amy's body was found. Yes. So you walk in, and you saw pictures yesterday. It's, it, you couldn't get the door open, right? Because it was frozen shut. Yes. So you walk in, 
And if you go straight to the left, there's a very narrow uh, pathway. Yes. And that's where Amy's body is found. Yes. And she's found on her hands and knees. Yes. And she's found with a corn rake sticking out of her back. Yes. And then if you go past where Amy's body was found, you turn right. Is that correct? Yes. And there's almost like a, with the crates in there, it almost is like a, almost like a path. Would that be fair to say? Yes. And you turn right, and if you look in this photo, uh, Exhibit 16, you kind of see once you turn right that little uh, passageway. Would that be fair to say? Yes. And there's an auger there. You see that at the bottom of this photo. Yes. And when once you make that right turn and you're looking down into the red shed, what's on your right-hand side? As soon as you turn? Yes. Uh, I think there was chemical totes. And what's on the left side? Uh, there was some jugs and junk there at first, and then there was some saddle tanks. And then, so where is this pet carrier from once you turn right after you, after you found Amy's body? Is it on the right side or the left side? After you turn, it'd be on the left. Okay. So this picture here would be looking down, and this pet carrier would be on the left. I think you just said that. Does that make sense? If I would be on the other side looking okay. this way. And this also isn't, um, you indicated that there's items on both sides, right? Yes. And it's also, um, it's not a huge passageway or a huge area, is it? Depends where you're at. Okay. So where the pet carrier is, how wide is it? Between the pet carrier and the wagon, probably, I don't know, five or six feet. Okay. And this is where the pet carrier was that day, correct? Yes. And this is uh, the photograph. You know that the police took this photograph after Amy's murder. Yes. And this is the specific pet carrier that you and Tristan together asked Amy to go and get. Yes. And... You know that she had that procedure four days prior, correct? Yes. And you actually took her to that procedure. Yes, I did. And you brought her home from it. Yes. And you actually um, you actually signed your name on her discharge papers, correct? Because she was being discharged to you. Yes. And it said on there that she's not to carry anything over 10 pounds, correct? She was recommended not to carry okay. anything over 10 pounds. But you felt at that point she was fine to go and get the pet carrier, Right. You, meaning she could carry something over 10 pounds. You thought she could handle it. She, she said yes. And you thought she could just take it and, you know, bring it out of that passageway and into that narrow area. I hadn't been over there for a couple months. But you knew where it was. Yes. And this is your property. Yes. This is your shed. Yes. You've owned this shed for how long? As long as I've been there. So since 1999 when you bought this property. Yes. And... It sounds like you care a lot of, you, or you spend a lot of time on your farm, so you know where stuff is at on your property. Yes. Now, it's at that point, or I'm sorry, you see Amy leave, and you and Tristan are in the barn, the hog barn. Is that right? Yeah. And you don't see Amy for how long? And. As long as it took to finish, about an hour. Okay. So during that time, 
or I'm sorry, after that time, you said that you realized that the pet carrier wasn't by the shop. Yes. And who's the one that says, oh, man, the pet carrier's not there, you or Tristan? I think I commented that it wasn't over there, and then Tristan said it isn't. And then whose decision was it? I believe yesterday you said that Tristan said, I'll go check. He asked, do you think I should go check and see what's going on? Okay. So he went, he didn't go to check on Amy in the house, right? No. Because your assumption would be that if it's an hour's time that Amy would be in the house, right? Yes. That she would have gotten that pet carrier or couldn't get it and went back in the house. Yes. But... It was Tristan's idea to go and look for Amy. We had told her that if she couldn't get it, it would be fine, then go in the house. Okay, so you told her it was fine. Did you tell the police that when you talked to them after this happened? No. So then at that point, you're, you're taking off your boots, right? Yes. And Tristan goes to the red shed. Yes. And you hear Tristan scream for you. He yelled, yes. Yelled, I'm sorry. And you run over there. After he yelled a second time, yes. And you run over there, and you go into that red shed, and you see your wife on the ground. Yes. And how? What? just explain to us the position you saw Amy in. She was more or less hunched up in kind of a, I guess you'd call it a fetal position. Was she but on her knees? Yes. And were her hands down like you just indicated? Kind of uh, the palms are down, if, if you remember. I don't know if I remember how her hands were sitting. So okay. they were, they were, she and was hunched up with her jacket hunched up. And I think you and told, okay. And you see, you see this corn rake sticking out of her. Yes. You have your phone on you. Yes. You don't call 911 right away. No. You immediately try to pick her up. No, I looked. I looked and I turned her face towards me to see if she was breathing or alive. And I was talking or asking her name, Amy. And she's not responsive at all. No. And that rake is still sticking out of her. Yes. Now. I'm showing you uh, State's Exhibit 21. Is this the area that you actually saw, Amy? Yes. So there's like a, a rag. It looks like a blue or gray rag on the bottom there. Do you see that? Yes. In relation to that rag, where do you see Amy's body? It was actually where the doors come together, where the, where the white-looking rag was. Oh, I'm sorry. So <clears throat> past that blue rag, you see the white rag on the floor. Is that correct? Yeah. And then to the left of that, there it does look, uh, there's like almost like an opening between the doors. Yes. And that's where you saw Amy's body. <clears throat> she was right on the, where the doors come together. Where's her head? Her head is down right on the edge of the, where the edge of the concrete. And is her, which way is her head facing? Which is way it, is her head facing? Mm -hmm. Yes. I'm More sorry. or less straight down or slightly out? Is it, is it facing... 
towards where you enter the barn or away from where you enter the barn? Or the red shed, I apologize. Her head was towards the opening where you go in. And the rake is impaled in her back. Yes. And it's sticking out. Yes. And it, it, it has a handle, but it's a broken handle. Yes. So what is, where's, the, where's the handle of the rake? Which direction is it going? Is it going towards those crates, or is it going towards the door, or where is it at? Towards the crates. So at that point, you lift up Amy's head, and that's when she's not responsive. She's not responsive. And Tristan is right there. Yes. Your 13-year-old son. Yes. And Tristan is about to pass out, correct? Not at that time. I was aware I didn't look at him. Okay. Well, when, you, when you're interviewed by John Turbot on November 16th, 2018, you do tell him that at this point you look at Tristan and you think Tristan's about to pass out. I thought um, he was about to pass out after I was carrying her out. Okay. So it wasn't until that time you realized that. Yes. And so Tristan's standing right by you. He's behind me. Behind you. You then decide to lift Amy up. I pulled her away from the door. And so how did you pull her? You just, did you push her, pull her towards you? No. She was leaning up against the door, right where the doors come together. I had my hand on her face and I reached over to her right side. I pulled her away from the door slightly to see if I could get her up. And you weren't able to get her up? The handle, when I pulled her over, contacted the chemical tote. So then at that point, you decided to take out the rake. Yes. And I think you indicated you had to kind of manipulate it, pull it out. Not really. Not really? No. Um, So it was pretty easy, just popped right out? It seemed to pull right out. Even It's on a curve, right? You didn't have to... You didn't have to do anything but just pull it right out. It pulled straight out. And then you, I think you just threw it, right? You just threw it. I had it in one hand. I had her in the other. So you're holding the corn rake. Then what do you do? I threw the corn rake, and then I got under her armpits So lift her up. You, you actually pick her up by her armpits. Mm-hmm. Is that a yes? Yes. And what do you, where, does, where does her body then make contact with your body? In my chest. So you're holding her. Where's her face? Right in this area, right in my chest. Is it almost like you're bear hugging her and holding her at the same time? Is that fair to say? In a way, yes. And at that point, you don't yell to Tristan to call 911? No. You don't call 911? I don't know if he had his phone. Uh, But you had your phone? Yes. And... Then, is that when you tell Tristan to go get the truck? Yes. And where's the truck located? I don't remember exactly where it was. I told him to go get it. Okay. And so, while Tristan's doing that, what are you doing? I'm in the process of getting her out of the shed. You're getting her out of the shed. Are you, does Tristan pull up the truck? Yes. And he pulls it right up to, like, the door of the red shed? No. Where does he pull it? He pulls it. There's a U-shaped driveway, and then there's a small driveway that was behind, that connects the red shed to the other driveway. It's hard to explain. So 
How far would you say from the red, red shed he pulls up? I say 30 feet, 40 feet. So you're carrying Amy for how long would you say? It took a lot of manipulation to get her out, and then I picked her up, and I was carrying her like this in both arms. So how, you're asking time? Do you know how far, how long? A minute, two minutes? Maybe a minute. I'm estimating that. So then Tristan pulls up the truck, and he gets in the front passenger seat. He comes out. That's when he was shook up. Okay, that's when you think you, you thought maybe he might pass out. Yes, he was. He just saw me carrying her, and, and then I told him to open the door up. This is very traumatic for both of you. Yes. I mean, so he gets in the front seat. Yes. In the passenger seat. Yes. And it's at that point that you put your wife on top of your 13-year-old son. You lay her yes. body on top of his. Yes. Okay. Nobody's in the back seat. I know it's a truck. Nobody's back there. There was nobody else. And Amy's bleeding, correct? I didn't see her bleeding. Okay. You pulled that corn rake out. Yes. And you said yesterday you're a doer, right? You're a doer. That's why you didn't call 911. That's why you pulled that rake out. Yes. That's what, uh, And you, um, I mean, being a farmer, I'm sure that there's always things that happen, right? You are always having to, you're handy, you're always trying to, f- I'm sure the kids are getting injured on the farm doing stuff, right? You're a good dad. You have to make sure that you're there for them and helping them. Yes. And you know, have you ever heard that you should never pull something out of someone when they when they have something in them, a knife or a fork or anything like that? I didn't never heard that. You've never heard that. No. You, you've never seen that. I know you said yesterday that you love to watch all these shows and you guys like to watch all these things about ancient tribes and all that stuff. You've never, in any anything that you've ever watched, ever heard that if somebody's impaled with something, you shouldn't pull it out of them. I didn't recall it at the time. So you may have heard it. You just weren't thinking about it then. I wasn't thinking about it at that time. And so you didn't see Amy bleeding at that point. No. So you lay Amy on top of Tristan, and then you run to the front, I'm sorry, the front driver's seat. Yes. And you start driving. Yes. And your goal at that point is to get Amy to the hospital. Yes. That's, I mean, that's all you're focused on. Yes. And you want to make sure she's okay. Try and get her help, yes. How far, what hospital were you driving to? I was going to try to go to Manchester. And how far is that from your house? Fifteen minutes. It's... You said yesterday, after you pull out of the the driveway, that's when you think, oh, now I'm going to call 911. Yes. And you pull your phone out of your pocket. Yes. And you call 911. Yes. Now, let's talk a little bit about this corn rake. You saw it. I know you saw it in court here, and you've seen it before, because it's your corn rake, Correct. It was on the farm when I bought it, yes. And so you've had it since 1999? No. Oh, you just said it was on the farm when I bought it. It was on the farm across the road when I bought it. Okay. So what? do you know what year that was? 2012. So you've had that rake since 2012. Do you know how the handle got broken? No. And is that is that corn rake always left in the red shed? No. Uh, where is it usually at? 
It was in the barn across the road. It was in the shop. Before the time that you see it sticking out of your wife's back, when was the last time you saw it before that? The last time I saw it, I think, was on the grass. And when would that have been? I'd say earlier in October. Okay, I was so filling up the combine be- fuel. So within a month before Amy's death. Yes. So you don't know where it was. You didn't. You yourself didn't know it was in the red shed. Uh, I think I did. You did on November tenth. You knew it was in Amy's. I'm sorry. On November tenth, you knew it was in the red shed. If I had to think back, yes. Okay. So I thought you just said a minute ago that the last time you saw it was on the grass somewhere. It was on the grass, and then I had to move it, and I put it in the red shed to get it off the grass. Okay, I'm sorry. So in sometime in October, you saw it on the grass. Yes. And you moved it inside the red shed. I set it inside the door. And when you set it inside the door, we've talked about when you walk in, did you set it on the right-hand side or the left-hand side? I don't remember, but it was probably the right. And you just set it there. I put it inside the door. Didn't, like, hang it up or put it in a certain area or on top of anything? I don't remember. Now, are there any other type of rakes in that red shed? Not that I can recall. Um, What else is in, I know we talked a little bit about it. In that red shed, there's the augers and there's a lot of crates and stuff like that. Is there anything else that's in there? There's the sweep augers there that you see. Um, There's a wagon with fertilizer tanks on it. And when you say a wagon, what do you mean by wagon? Excuse me. Just to explain. It's an old hay rack with the the side, the top cut off, and it's got fertilizer tanks on it. Now, while you and Tristan were in the in the hog barn, you're working and Tristan's working, right? Yes. And the hog barn is about the size of a football field. Yes. And Tristan's 13. He knows what he's doing, right? He yes. knows how to help you farm. Yes. And you're, you're doing stuff and he's doing stuff. Yes. And you're not listening to any music. No. And it's just a November morning when you guys are, are working in there just like any other day. Yes. You don't hear anybody outside when after Amy leaves the hog barn. I did not hear anybody outside. You didn't hear any trucks pull up or cars? I heard, the only thing I heard was maybe a few semis going down the road. That, because uh, the road is is pretty close right off. When you turn into your uh, farm, the road is, you, you obviously turn off the road, correct? Yes. And you kind of have a, I know we looked at the picture yesterday, you kind of have like a, not a full circle driveway, but it kind of goes in a half circle. Would that be fair to say? Kind of? Sure, yes. And, and that's the the road onto your farm? Yes. So you can hear you can hear some semis going by? Sometimes. And do you remember that day if you actually heard semis? I wasn't paying attention. And you didn't hear, though, anybody drive onto your driveway or drive onto your property? I did not hear. You did not hear anybody walking outside? I don't know how I could. You didn't see anybody, right? How could I? Well... You, there's some windows out of the office, right? I wasn't in the office. Okay, well, so at no point you went to the office? No. And you don't hear... How how far is the red shed from the hog barn that you were in? 
depends where you're at in the hog building. Okay, so tell me, can you approximate? From the very southwest corner of the North Hog Barn to maybe the northeast corner of the Red Shed, I would estimate it at 150 feet. Okay, so that's from the furthest. So if you go the furthest corner away from the Red Shed, that's 150. Is that, no. is that right? Okay, so I'm sorry. The closest point. The closest point you said is 150 feet? I would say. And the farthest point is what? If you had to guess. I mean, it would be 150 feet plus like a, a football, football field. field. Yes. And at no point do you hear Amy screaming. No. You don't hear any signs of any struggle. No. You hear nothing. No. Just you and Tristan working. What we're doing, yes. Now, after this happens, you go to the hospital, correct? Yes. And at the hospital, family starts showing up. Yes. Your parents show up. Those family and friends show up, yes. Okay, so your parents, your sister Lynn shows up, correct? Yes. Uh, Bob and Eileen, Amy's dad and stepmom, show up? Yes. Eventually, Peg and Randy show up. They're coming from a little bit further. Yes. And um, then there's also, I, I think there's some more family, too, showing up. Yeah, Jeff showed up. and There's um, fa- friends, like you said, some friends are showing up. Yes. Um, Amy works at the hospital. Some people are stopping by that she, that she used to work with. Yes. And um, and and everyone keeps asking you what happened. Not everyone. Well, you remember talking to Bob and Eileen about what happened, right? Yes, what happened. Yes. And you you told him, I don't know. She fell on a corn rake. I said, I re- I really don't know, Bob, what happened. Okay, you never said she fell on a corn rake. I don't recall the conversation. You said it in the 911 call that we listened to, right? Yes, I did. You said she fell on a corn rake, right? Yes. You also said I sent my son to go find her, right? Yes. Now, that same day, you're at the hospital, and uh, Deputy Thompson asks to talk to you for a little bit. Yes. Remember that? And there's a video of that, right? I've never seen it. You've never seen it. But you remember talking to him. I remember talking to him twice. And it's um, shortly after Amy is pronounced dead. I, yes, I think so. I don't know the exact I, I don't time. know the exact okay. time before or after. And he just wants to talk to you about what happened. Yes. And you start telling him about your day. Yes. And you tell him about how Amy was dizzy. Yes. And how you sent her, or you sent her in to get the pet carrier. You, everything that you said today, right? Whatever I said at the time, yes. And you insist several times. To, you you keep telling him that Amy was dizzy that day. Do you recall yes. that? Yes. And that he asks you, Deputy Thompson asks you, were you with Tristan the whole time? And you say, Yep, we were together the whole time. You remember that? Yes. And at that time, you do say a couple times, I, I, I don't know. I want to know what happened. You say that, right? 
Do you remember saying that? Yes, I do. And you say, man, I want to go back. I want to go back to the farm and see for myself. How could this, how, how did this happen? You say that, right? I was, that was at the sheriff's office, yes. Well, you also say it to, to Deputy Thompson, don't you? Initially at the hospital? I don't remember. I was asked multiple times by... And at that time, you don't say anything about, wait, I have cameras. Let's go see if we can catch something on camera. You don't say that to Deputy Thompson, do you? No. Because at that point, you don't know that they're not working, right? No, I did not. Because according to you, those cats probably just did it. That's what you think. Afterwards, yeah. So then a a little bit later, you talk to Sheriff LeClaire. You recall that the same day? Yes. And with Sheriff LeClaire... Luke Thompson is also there from the, the deputy, or Deputy Luke Thompson is also there. Yes. And when you're talking um, to them, again, you keep talking about how Amy was dizzy that day. Because you're telling, you're telling what happened. Yes. And you're asked if anybody else was on the farm or if you heard anybody, and you said no because you didn't, right? Yes. And you again say that you were with Tristan the whole time. Yes. And this... Do you, do you, if you remember, I know it was a really difficult day for you, but do you remember how much time from the f- interview with Deputy Thompson till the interview with LeClaire and Thompson? Well, I remember Luke asking me two different times at the hospital. Okay, that's right. I'm sorry. You talked to him twice. And then he asked me if I could go downtown. So would it be within a few hours, would you say? Yeah, it was within, I would say, an hour. So then you go, you actually go to the Delaware County Sheriff's Office. Yes. And during that interview, you never say, oh, wait, I have cameras. Go, let's go check them. I never said. And obviously your mind's racing. You're trying to figure out what happened, right? Yes. But you never think about that. At that time, I'm sorry. At that time, because it was inside the shed. And... Well, but you said yesterday that the next day, then you thought of it, right? You thought, oh, I'm going to go check those cameras, right? And you went to go check them because your wife was just had a horrible accident and died. Yes. So you thought of it the next day. Yes. Even though there wasn't a camera in the red shed. When I talked to family, when I got home, oh, they reminded you. They said, I wonder if if something will come on would be on the cameras that would show maybe some sign of anything. And that's when you go and you go into the shop and you see, they haven't recorded. Right? I see the antennas on the ground. Everything was not on the screen. But then you make sure, you kind of get them working again. Yeah, I got them up on the window, so. Now, obviously... This is a very traumatic time for you. You guys have Amy's services, and you're, you're grieving with everything, right? Yes. And um, several days go by, and you still think this is an accident. Yes. Because you can't think of another explanation. Yes. And on November 16th, 2018, you still think it's, ac- it's an accident when you go to the police station and talk to Agent John Turbot. Yes. And... You still thought it was an accident, even though you found her on her hands and knees, face down, correct? Yes. Even though a corn rake was sticking out of her back. 
Yes. You're still just thinking, I can't believe that this happened. I can't believe she fell on a corn rake. That's what you're thinking. I had no idea what happened. So on November 16th, 2018, you speak with John Turbett. Initially, Sheriff LeClaire is in there, right? Yes. And then, and then it's just you and John. Yes. And you're talking about what happened. Yes. And that whole first part, you guys are just talking about your life, your farm, Tristan, your kids, how you're such a great dad, everything like that, right? Yes. And at the beginning of that interview, Agent Turbot asks you how things are going, how's your marriage? And initially you say great, right? Because they were. Yeah. And then after a while, he says to you, all right, let's talk a little bit more about your marriage. Tell me the good and the bad. Is there any bad? And you do, you tell him about that first affair. Yes. And you tell him that you found out about it and that, you know, you guys reconciled. Yes. And you tell him since then things have been great. Right? For the most part, yes. You tell him that uh, you guys were able to work through that, go to a little bit of counseling, and move forward. Yes. And that was when Amy quit working at the hospital and... You, you, you said because your family was really important to you, you wanted to just go keep going, right? Yes. So then Agent Turbot asks you, anything, since then, since that affair, the last five years, how have things been going? And you say, you keep telling him, great, they go, they're great, right? I don't remember what I said, but yeah. Well, you I watched think, the, I, I th- I th- yes. You watched the clip yesterday, yes. right? The first clip yep. started with him asking you, how have the last five years been? And you say, great, we're so open. It's been awesome, right? Because it has been. Yes. And he says to you, anything else, anything you need to, a- a- any problems, anything? And you say no, right? When we resolve our problems. Right. He says, in the last five years, anything you want to tell me, you say no. Yes. And it's at that point that Agent Turbot brings up Jerry Frazier and doesn't, he just says to you, hey, do you have a Jerry Frazier that works on your farm? And you say, yeah. Yeah. Because he does, right? He, he, was, he would come, he would help with the hogs and everything. Yes. And John, a- Agent Turbot goes on to ask you, how's your relationship with him? You say, fine, because it is. You told us that, right? Yes. And then he asks you about Amy and Turbot, or I'm sorry, Amy and Jerry's relationship. And you say, good, it's business, not, nothing, nothing to cause me any concern. Yes. And he even, he, he, he asks you at the end of that conversation, before he walks out of the room, anything else I need to know about Jerry Frazier? And you say no, right? Yes. Which was not the truth, right? Because you didn't tell him at that point, about the fact that you confronted Amy and Jerry about the affair. You didn't bring I, it I didn't bring it up that you, you time. You didn't bring it up then. He leaves the room, right? Agent yes. Turbot, sorry. And about three minutes later he comes in, gives you some water. Yes. It's at that point that you do as soon as he walks in, you say, you know what? I want to tell you something. There was something with Jerry and Amy. Right? Yes. And that's when then you tell him that um, that, you know, initially you say, that, you know, I was a little bit uncomfortable, but it wasn't a big deal. But then I told them, you know, keep it professional, right? Yes. And, and that's what happened. Yes. You just wanted them to keep it professional. Yes. Now, you and John then go on to talk about, about this, and, and you say you put that past you, right? 
Yes. And, and that's, what you, that's what you told us yesterday. You put this all past you. Yes. There's some rumors that come out in August, but you weren't concerned about them. Right? Not after Amy and I talked, no. Right. Because you felt confident that Amy wasn't doing anything. Yes. Now, back to this interview on November 16th. Up until that point, for six days, you're dealing with Amy's death, right? Yes. And you're taking care of the kids. Yes. And you're arranging pretty much everything for her services and just obviously did. I know your family's helping you. Is that right? Yes. And um, obviously, this 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 is a tough time for you. Yes. And you're really upset. Are you upset? Would it be fair to say you're upset? Obviously. Yes. And, I mean, you're at that point. You told me you still think it's an accident because you had no other explanation. Yes. So Agent Turbot tells you that this is a homicide. Correct. At some point, yes. You. Never even thought about it being a homicide at that point. I got to remember how he said it, but. Well, at some point he tells you, we think you're responsible for Amy's murder. At some point he says, you killed Amy. Yes. And he does tell you that at some point the medical examiners have ruled it a homicide. Right? Yes, at some point. And that was not out in the news yet. You did not, that report was not released yet. So that's the first time you're hearing it. Yes. And you didn't really respond. Would you agree with that? I didn't know what to think. Right. But but Agent Turbot just told you that somebody came on to your property and killed your wife, and you didn't respond. I was dumbfounded. Right. Like, you couldn't even believe it, right? Yes. Because at this point, for six days, you're thinking it's an accident, and now somebody tells you that somebody came on and killed Amy when you were yards away, right? Yes. Your your wife. Amy was your wife, right? Yes. Somebody that you swore to love and protect, right? Yes. And you feel, I mean, this is somebody you care about. You have children with her, obviously, right? Yes. And... Somebody came onto your property right under your nose and killed her. Right? That's what you're told. That's what I'm told. And and you know that's true now because you heard all the testimony in this case, right? Yes. You know that somebody took that corn rake and stabbed Amy in the back two or three times. Yes. You now know this wasn't an accident. Yes. Later that same day, John Turbot is at your house with the other agents and officers, and they're executing search warrants, right? Yes. And he asks you to take him around again to kind of show him, to go through your story or what happened, right? He has to see buildings, yes. And again, he says to you, Todd, this was a homicide, and you don't respond at all. Do you? No. You're still in shock. Is that was that be fair to say? I was in shock and I didn't yeah. And he even says the word to you, We want justice for Amy. Do you remember him saying that no. to you? Oh, you don't remember that. And you at no point through that conversation that day when they're executing the search warrants say 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 anything about any suspects? 
or I'm sorry, give it, give them any ideas of who might come onto your property and kill Amy? I don't remember them asking me that. No, they wanted to blame me. At no point did you, during your interview with John Turbot, did you tell him anybody that you think would maybe want to kill Amy? No. And as you sit here today, you don't know who would possibly want to do this to Amy. No. And yesterday, I think you said Amy was social. She was all over the place. She had a lot of friends, right? I wouldn't say she has a lot of friends. Okay, so she has friends that she, she does friends. things with. And, but you had no, you, you still, as you sit here today, can't think of any person that would want to do this to your wife. No. Any person that would know that she was in the red shed at that exact time. You can't think of any person. Can you? Right now or then? Then. Could you think of anybody? I couldn't think of anybody then. Now, you, Terry Stainer was one of Amy's friends. Yes. And, oops, sorry. And you were friends with Terry, too. Yes. You liked Terry. You communicated with her. Yes. Amy was close to her and went out with her and did things with her, right? On occasion, yes. You saw those text messages that um, came in through through Amy that you sent her, sometimes talking about Amy, right? Yes. You, you told Terry about um, your suspicions about the affair with Jerry Frazier, right? I told her about text messages. Told her about text messages, and you also uh, talked to her a little bit about those rumors that came out sometime in August, right? Yes. So, Todd, we talked about this a little bit. Let's go back to your flip phone. You have a flip phone that you cannot search the internet on, right? Yes. And your you that is your Gmail account is toddmulla76 at gmail.com. Yes. And Amy had her own Gmail account, correct? Yes. And I believe it was mullasrn at gmail.com. Does that sound about right? Yes. And that iPad is yours. It's the farms. It's the farms. Well, um, there's a laptop at your home, correct? Yes. And that laptop is used for the family. It kind of stays generally in the kitchen or living room area. Yes. And then the kids, um, there was three Kindles that were recovered from your house, correct? You, yeah, I think does, so, yes. And then Amy's phone was recovered. I think you gave yes. that to the police. Um, and then this iPad, you recall that? You recall the police asking you about this iPad? That day when you ex- when they were executing the search warrants? They asked for all computers, yes. Okay. So they actually ask you, hey, do you have anything else? And you volunteer. You say, oh, I have an iPad, right? Yes. You say you do. And you say it's in your tractor. I said it's not mom and dad's. Okay. And you, you're there. Your sister Lynn is there, right? Yes. And you're talking to Agent Turbot and Travis Hemsath from the Delaware County Sheriff's Office? Yes. And you, um, they ask you if you can get them the iPad. Do you recall that? Say that again. They ask you because you're... Yes, uh, sorry, yes, they ask me. If you can get it. And actually, it's your sister Lynn that calls your brother Mike and says, Hey, will you, br- will you bring us the iPad? 
Yes. So a few minutes later, Mike comes and he hands you the iPad. He hands it to the deputies. He, he hands it to the deputies in front of you, right? Yes. And the officers ask you if that's your iPad, and you say yeah. Yeah. And you say that um, it has a wireless or uh, sorry cellular service, so you can use it when you're um, when you're out on the farm. If I'm out in the field. Field. I'm sorry, um, because you, you so you don't have to be connected to Wi-Fi. Yes. And and they even ask you um, if if anybody else uses it, right? I don't know if they asked me that or not. Well, they asked you that, and you said, sometimes the kids do. Does that sound about right? Uh, yeah, it, I and, can't remember exactly what I said. Yeah. Okay, and you heard your brother Mike testify yesterday that he remembers one time searching for, uh, for something on that iPad. That's what he said, yes. And he knew the password. Yes. And after this iPad is handed over to the agents, Travis Hemsath asks you for the password. Yes. And you don't give it to him right away, right? I hesitated because I had never been through this before. Right. I didn't know if it was... You had no idea what was I going on. I had no on. idea what was going on. And you look at your attorney, Bob Sabers. Yeah, I looked at him and... And yes. he, he says, go ahead and give it to him. Yes. And so you give it to him. Yes. And did you actually set up that iPad? No. Um, who would have set it up? Amy. So she set it up with your Gmail account. Yes. And you're you're familiar. You have an actual Gmail account. That she set up. Yes. Okay, but you you sent emails from it. A few. So you understand? Do you understand how Google works? Do you know how that works? No. Well, so on your iPad you have a Google a Google app, right? Or you can go to the Google website. Yes. Because so, so, yes. we'll get into it, but some of yeah. those searches are yours, right? Yes. You, I mean, you admit there yes. are times you use that iPad to search things. Yes. So you know that you go and you can either go to the app or you can go to like Safari and go to Google through there. Yes. Does that make sense? Yes. Um, you also have a way on your iPad to get your Gmail, which is just your email, right? I usually went on Safari, Okay. put Gmail in. And then my email would... Then your email would pop up. And when you wanted to do a Google search, would you go to Safari or would you hit the Google app, if you remember? It was a button. Okay. But every time you went on that iPad, you didn't have to... um, You didn't go to settings and connect your Gmail account, right? Settings, no. No, because your Gmail account was already set to that iPad. I guess. And, And... like you said, some of those Google searches were yours. Yes. But sometimes Amy would use your use your iPad. She would use the iPad, yes. Okay. Um, Amy would physically use that iPad, right? Yes. Like to search things, obviously, yesterday, like that, that wedding stuff and bride stuff. I mean, like you said, you didn't do that, right? No, I did not. Pinterest, none of that stuff. No. That wasn't you. Um, but there are lots of Google searches. I know it's like 80 pages. You said yesterday you briefly went over those Google searches, right? Yes. I think when your attorney asked you, you said that you started looking through them. And, um, but, I mean, if you look through them, and I know you look through them briefly, there's lots of ones that you know you did do. Yes. That you actually typed in and searched things. 
Yes. And things about hunting and combines and bows and all kinds of things. Right? Yes. And um, in, on July 26, 2018, there's a bunch of searches about Jerry Frazier, Jerry Frazier's address, Christy Frazier, and you did those. Yes. And that was right around the time that you confronted Jerry and his wife. Or, I'm sorry, confronted Jerry and then called his wife. Right? Yes. And on that, on that, the day, a couple days before that, um, there's a search for menopause symptoms. And you told us you were looking up about whether or not you thought Amy was premenopausal, right? I don't remember when I looked that up. But you do remember looking it up. Yes. And you, and I know I asked you this, you have a flip phone, so you can't do internet searching on your phone. No. So your primary, when you would look things up, it would be on that iPad. That or on the computer. Or on the computer. Whose Gmail account was connected to the computer? All of ours. Okay, well. I I don't know whose. You don't know whose was. Okay. I'm not. So it would be. um, All right, sorry. So in. So let's see. Sorry. On December 25th, 2017, there's a search for was killing more accepted centuries ago. Did you do that search? I think Amy did that. Okay. So you remember? I think we were looking it up together after we we watched a documentary on... On on December 25th. So you guys were watching um, a documentary on Christmas. You remember that? Okay. And then... Now, I know yesterday you were asked about the search, uh, boys being raised like pussies. You remember that? Yes. And you said you didn't do it, right? I didn't do the search, no. You think Amy did that one? We had talked about it, and so, I'm assuming she so did it. you're assuming she did it. You don't know if she did it. I don't know. Um, and it was because somebody at Wyatt's school was like, is it Wyatt's? Somebody from Wyatt's school was picking on him? I don't know if he was picking on him, but it was, it was, he was getting his money somehow. Okay. Which is also known as like a bully, right? Yeah. Now, on January 5th, 2018, there's a search for characteristics of cheating women. Did you do that search? No. Okay. Do you know who did that search? No. You have no idea? No. And just of around that same date, there's a search for what did ancient cultures do to infidelity? Did you do that search? No. Again, you don't. You have no idea who did that search. No. There's a search on here that same date. Um, 16 facts about cheating women. Did you do that search? No. And right right around that time, did ancient cultures kill adulterers? Did you do that one? No. Now, um, let's see, a couple days later, there's 
Search for Thrill of the Kill. Do you remember that one? Yes. And um, looks like there's a few visited sites, and then after, in that same bunch, there's Search for Thrill of the Hunt. So did you do that one too? Yes. And then go one more, and it's actually typed in, Once you hunt man, will you always feel the thirst? Did you write that too? Yes. Now, yesterday your attorney asked you about this series of searches that talks about being a biological, being the biological father of their children. You recall that? DNA. I'm sorry, DNA. He asked you some questions about that. And actually, the first search of that bunch is how to make sure your kids are yours. Right? If that's what it says. And then there's then after that it's biological father things like that. That's what your attorney showed you yesterday. Does that does that kind of rem- you remember those questions? Yes. So you you don't remember doing those searches either. No. You didn't do them. No. Now, when do you learn? about Amy's, or I'm sorry, when do you suspect Amy's having an affair with Jerry? Or are you worried about their relation, their relationship being more than just business? When I thought it was odd about Jerry was mid-July. Okay. Now, you heard, you've heard testimony from Jerry that his affair, that he did have an affair with Amy. Yes. And you were probably pretty shocked to hear that when you heard about that eventually. Yes. And you heard testimony that that affair started in May 2018, right? That's what I heard. That's what you heard. He said June, so. And on May 10th, 2018, there's search there's a search for what happens to cheaters in history. Did you do that search? No. How about the search right after that? Once a cheater, always a cheater. Did you do that search? No. And right after that, typed in what happened to cheating spouses and historic Aztec tribe. Do you remember that one? No. And right after that, killing unfaithful women. Did you do that search? No. And the last one of that bunch is a visited site. Punishment is 18 months for killing cheating wife. Did you do that one? No. Do you know who did it? No. Now, yesterday you did talk about, you remember the searches on your iPad about um, swimming and buoyancy. Yes. So you remember that you're out by, and I, I apologize, I think you called it crick. Is that the right wording? Or is we were it, in the pond. The pond. And that's the pond that you guys built on your farm. Yes. And that you and the kids are out um, Swimming, and it kind of comes up as a joke, like, about about people drowning? No. Okay, what, I'm sorry. What Can you just tell me briefly about how that came about? We were all swimming in the pond. I sink real, I sink like a rock. The kid, the boys were floating, and they were going amongst themselves, who floats better? And I made the comment that some people don't float as good as others. Okay. So then who actually physically typed in, are some people less buoyant than others? 
I did. You did. And then after that, you visited some sites and then um, including bo- something about relax and swim buoyancy. Does that sound about the right? The boys and I were looking at that, yes. So you're looking with – and uh, so this says here July 13th, 2018. So you're looking with – are you with Ta- uh, Wyatt and Ta- Tristan? I apologize. Are you with both of them? I think I was with both the boys, yes. Are you with Taylor too? Taylor might have been there too at home. So – at this time, Tristan's 13, Taylor is 10 or 11? She'd have been 11. And then Wyatt would have been how old? Eight. So you're with your 8-year-old, your 10 and 11-year-old, and your 13-year-old, and you're looking up buoyancy and people sinking and swimming. Actually, Tristan would have been 12. Oh, sorry, 12. That's when you're, so that's, are you guys searching this out when you're by the pond, or is it when you're back home? We got back home. Okay. Now, In July 21st, 2018, there's some searches for, can my husband read my deleted texts online? Did you do that search? No. So, I know there's some other ones around there about text messages on phone and stuff like that. You didn't do those? No. Now... confront Amy about the affair and Jerry about the affair at the end of June, right? No. I'm sorry, July. I apologize. At the end of July. Does that sound about right? I asked Amy. um, She was texting a lot one day, and I asked her, who are you texting? And does she tell you Jerry? No. But you actually, at some point, do look at some phone bills. Yes. And you see that there's a lot of text messages between them. Yes. And then that's when you say something to Jerry. Yes. And you say something to Amy. Yes. But you're to- like you told us, you're totally satisfied after that conversation. I was a little unsure yet. So you're a little bit unsure, and then a month later, you hear that there's rumors going around. Right? After I called Jerry... I talked with Eileen, and then I called his wife. Right. A couple days later, I put it to rest. You put it to rest. And then about a month later, it might not be a full month, but sometime in August, you hear that there's rumors out there. Amy told me there's some rumors. And you didn't believe them. Did you? No, I asked. We talked about it, and I asked what, where would that have started. And so then you talked about it, and again, you felt satisfied. You moved on. Yes. Now, on August 9th, 2018, there's some Google searches for how long can you survive without food. Did you do that search? Yes. And same group search, searched for how long you can survive without water. You did that one, too? Amy and I did. Okay. And um, searched for what lost, what lost in extreme cold and no fire, which is best way to survive. Was that you or Amy? It was either one or the other. We were helping Taylor. Okay. Um, searched for heat stroke symptoms in that same Yes. Group. Then you went to some websites and then searched for proper way to treat heat stroke. Yes. Then a, f- a few minutes later, correct treatment for second and third degree burns. Yes. And keep going. What to do with a large open chest wound. Yes. That was either one of you. You can't remember. Right. Yes. And then the last one in that kind of group is um, skin cold, clammy, p- 
pale pulse, rapid, shallow breathing. Yes. And you guys were doing that because you were helping Taylor with some type of project. Is that right? She was taking her hunter's safety course. Okay. So these are all things that came up then. There was questions on the test. And so, and where did she take that course at? Online. So you, so you do, or it was either you or Amy helping, well, you were both helping her. Yes. Now, let's talk about November 6, 2018. So that's the day of Amy's procedure, right? Yes. And this is, is a somewhat simple procedure, right? What you knew of it. I know you don't know that much. Yes. So you took Amy there and brought her back. We voted. We went to the hospital. Okay. However long it took. And you remember that day Taylor was asking you some questions about Amy's surgery. She was asking all sorts of questions. Okay. And is she asking you or Amy or both of you? She was asking me because Amy was, I think, in the bedroom. Amy was in the bedroom. And so she's... um, and even, I mean, Amy came home, and she was she appeared to be okay, probably tired, right? Yes. And the kids, well, they were able to still talk to her, right? Like, she's probably laying, hanging out in bed, but she's not, like, not available for them to talk with her. Yes. And Amy's both an RN and a medic, right? Registered nurse, and yes. she was a medic at different times for, is that the Delaware Fire Department or? Earlville. Earlville. And it's your testimony that Taylor asks you about Amy's surgery. Yes. And what did you know about Amy's surgery? You knew it was for, like, her lady parts. Would that be fair to say? Sure. Yes. Uh, Did you know what it was called? DNC or something like that. Okay. And did you know, did, did Amy at all explain the procedure to you? Not really. Okay. So you knew she wasn't, so... Who actually types in organs in the body? Is that you or is that Taylor? I think I did. So Taylor asks you about Amy's surgery, right? Yes. And you tell her it's a DNC, I don't really know. Or is it what do you say to her? If you do you remember? I said it's it was mommy had a procedure done, they had a Knock her out. And, and Amy never indicated to you that any of her organs, she wasn't, she wasn't having surgery on any of her organs, was she? No. But when Taylor asks you about it, you decide to search for organs in the body, right? She was asking a lot of questions. So, but she was asking you questions about Amy's surgery. Yes. That had nothing to do with organs of the body. Yes. But you wanted to show her a picture. She asked if if they had monitors on her. She asked, "What did they do? Did they cut her here? Did they cut her there?" Okay, so All then you you didn't search like pictures of the body or anything else. You searched organs of the body, right? Yes. And four days later, your wife's organs are impaled with a corn rake. Yes. After this happened on November 10th, 2018, you weren't arrested for almost three and a half months, correct? 
Yes. And the, obviously the kids are staying with you. You're taking care of them. Yes. I know there's a period of time that you actually stay at your parents with the kids, right? Yes. But you, obviously the, you're at that point, you and your family and Amy's family is all they have because Amy's gone. Yes. And um, every day you're picking them up from school, taking care of them with the help of your family. I know you're fam- correct. Yes. Judge, can I just have a five-minute break? Um, I just need to connect the speaker, and I just want to make sure, because I just have a few more questions. Yeah, we can take a real short break and give the jurors the chance to use the restroom. Uh, (laughs) Folks, remember the admonition. We'll keep this short. Report back to the jury room in five or ten minutes.